Well, if it isn't another episode of Entmoot, the Battle Games in Middle-Earth podcast, all about the Middle-Earth strategy battle game from Games Workshop. I'm Harry, and this is episode 28 of this mighty construct of podcasting delight, I hope. This episode is going to be another lockdown episode, I'm afraid. Uh, No tournaments again. Uh, We managed to squeeze one in a while back. Um, But sadly, no more podcasts, uh, no more uh, tournaments for a while. um, Because currently in the UK, we are operating on a rule of six. So gatherings of more than a six are frowned upon and breed disease. So we aren't going along to podcasts at the moment. But don't worry, because I've found another another way of doing things over D interwebs. Um, You may have heard of the Prancing Patron, uh, the previous episode of this kind. So this is Prancing Patron part two. Um, I'm hoping in the future to get uh, more peas in there. So I might be able to get Prancing Patron, Patreon, Palantir, something. And anyway, we'll find out uh, part three three part there's no numbers beginning with p anyway uh, we like peas uh, we, we love a good p here on the podcast so let's carry on and move swiftly on so it's going to be another prancing patron episode so i've got six games to play over the interwebs and i'm going to be building an army i'm going to be spending 650 points on this six game tournament i'll be rolling especially for each tournament uh, each uh, matchup uh, before each game so we'll roll the dice we'll find out where in this uh, the middle earth um, the what's it called match play guide uh, which missions we'll play and i'll talk with my guests um, who are largely patrons uh, to the podcast so um, if you fancy being on a future prancing patron special then head on over to battle games in middle earth uh, Patreon page. It's uh, it's patreon.com slash battle games in Middle Earth. And um, I don't know how I, I, I often hear people saying in the, the show notes of these things, uh, of these podcasts. I don't know how that works because I, when I listen to my podcasts, it's always in a, um, on an iPod classic. Yes, indeed. I still have one. Uh, so it just drops in and I have no idea how I've meant to follow a link on that kind of show note. But I guess if I post a link in. The, the the it'll end up there somehow and if you're on a fancy device like a you know smartphone or i don't know listening on an ipad or something that has connection to the internet maybe it'll work so i'll pop it in there i'll try and, and see what happens um but yeah feel free to join that you'll get in uh, you'll be top of the queue for be- featuring on future episodes if that's a desirable thing uh, also it supports the podcast pays for uh, hosting and all the other gubbins anyway uh, and also for exciting new things to help me fund new things for like interviews for example that might appear on my uh, YouTube channel Battle Games in Middle Earth on YouTube but uh, more on that later in the podcast so um, anyway so yeah that, that's that's pretty much it so we've got some patrons lined up so that means we need 650 points worth of stuff to fire at them and, and claim that I have the better army so that's what we're going to do we're going to build an army Yes, we're building an army uh, for Mordor, but not really, not this time. Anyway, it's going to be an army for the Shire. Yes, at 650 points. Um, it's, yeah, I think 650 points is probably a decent spot for the Shire because it's within the sort of range that people are probably willing to spend this amount of money on Shire models, if that makes sense. Uh, obviously, a Shire, a Shire army, you need a lot of models. 650 points is getting on the stage where you're getting a lot of models. So I am going to build myself one. And I've decided I don't want to have the Shire army which features 
sort of the, the you know the four heroes the four travelers so because I, I think well I, i've kind of done that before i've played with them and and that's nice but there's lots of new models so i wanted to uh, try out a couple of those um in this hypothetical scenario anyway uh, so i'm going to try out a couple of them build myself an army um but i want to do it something a bit different so i'm going to start with Gandalf the Grey and he's going to have his cart because it just feels wrong to not have the cart although it's obviously a bad um, competitive choice uh, the cart's I guess it's got some extra wounds so it's not bad but uh, and it's it's move 8 which is alright it's double a hobbit I suppose that's a good start let me just flick through the pages and just double check these things it's got 3 wounds uh, it's defence 5 so it's like a heavy ho- uh, an armoured horse which is good it has a silly shoot phase thing at the start of a shoot phase. Can You select a single enemy model within six inches of the car, and on a four plus, that model suffers a strength two hit. That's kind of fine. Um, and it's interesting. It says an enemy model is not a shooting thing. It says at the start of every shoot phase, select a single model. So I think I'd try and shoot at people in combat if possible, uh, and then hopefully hit a horse. Um, but that's that's what he's coming on. So cart, which obviously is twenty five points rather than ten points for a horse, so it's probably not the right decision usually. But it's it's nice, and it feels like this is the only place you're going to realistically put a, a cart, or maybe in a fellowship, I guess. Uh, but even then, that's that's unwise, I would probably say. So anyway, that's what we're starting with. He's the leader. He's got strike. He's got um, an elven elven made sword that gives him five uh, uh, strength five magic obviously and the cart so he's he's and he's got a lot of will and fate and all these things so he's quite uh, tough as a leader certainly in a hobbit army and he's accompanied by five hobbit archers and nine sheriffs uh, if you don't know the hobbit armies generally archers are fight two but they hit on threes and they've got 18 inch range bows so that's all right um, and sheriffs are essentially the fighting force of the shire so they're uh, a mighty fight three strength two defense three uh, with courage three so they're, they're actually pretty good for five points they're not bad and um, they got a hand and a half club so you can is it stun people so you can stun people which means you can uh, rather than electing to try and wound them which with your strength two not isn't always a great choice uh, you can uh, try and stun them which means they get knocked over on a five plus or or is it transfixed or I, I, one or the other anyway it's it's not bad it's not bad it's pretty good i think it's basically transfixed sort of I can't remember. Anyway, it's so so infrequently used, but from competitive players, tell me it's a good choice. Um, so I, I, it's, an, it's an idea. So anyway, uh, let's move on to Warband Two. We've got nine models in this one, starting with Holfoot Brace Girdle, the Sheriff Leader. Now, if you don't know who Holfoot Brace Girdle is, then get yourself the Scouring of the Shire book. And Holfoot Brace Girdle is by far the best guy in it. Uh, he is the sheriff leader for 30 points you get a point of might point of will point of fate uh, two wounds strength three defense three so crap um but he's a hobbit he's courage four that's not bad and he's fight three uh, with a three, three plus um and he gives um hobbit sheriffs including robin smallborough uh and himself within uh, the basically that they don't suffer the penalty for using their hand and a half club as a two-handed weapon so that's pretty good so we've got sheriffs now um, with Burley, essentially, although they don't gain the benefits for carrying heavy stuff, but they're still basically Burley, which is nice. So, um, so yeah, we've got him, 30 points, nine Hobbit sheriffs in his warband. So this is nice. So we've got a, a, a Hobbit who gives a lot of people Burley. They're strength two, so that's not great, but they can always go two-handed, which is nice. Um, so th- it gives them a little bit more killing power than perhaps... 
um, normal hobbits would have. Then we move on to Boldo Tulpenny. Now, I love the names in the Shire book. It's just so great. If you haven't read it, I mean, people say it's not the most competitive um, addition to the canon, but either way, uh, there's some great, great um, names uh, in the Hobbit world, I suppose. It's not this book, really. It's Tolkien, isn't it? But anyway, uh, he is a 40-point hero. I know, insane. Uh, he's fight three, strength two, defense three, uh, wounds two, courage four, with a might, a will, and two fate points. Magic, 40 points, though. Uh, Boldo Tubini may also re-roll fail-to-hit rolls when throwing stones. Uh, if you've never encountered the Hobbit army, this is basically an eight-inch range strength one weapon that you can't move to use, but everyone in the Hobbit army has it. Everyone, apart from Gandalf. So that's pretty cool, and he gets to re-roll in the, uh, in the hit ways, uh, and... Yeah, and also, oh, and he, if he gets a six when rolling to hit, you don't take an in the way, um, in the way test, and you do not roll to wound. So he, as a our target, automatically suffers a single wound. So I like to see him come against like Smaug and Sauron and places like that. And he also has this special rule about traps. Now I, I, I'm going to forget about traps. I can just I can tell you now while I'm talking to people later on because, from what I gather, they're not that great. And eight traps. You get basically get to place eight trap markers. Two of snare traps, trip wire traps, and pitfall traps, and dummy traps as two each of the, all of these. And essentially, these are little roadblocks that you drop uh, in the map and just frustrate people. So you can you can't put them near objectives from what I gather. Um, so they're they're kind of all right, but they're not going to do a massive amount of damage or hold up anyone for massive amounts of times. But either way, that's not a bad thing to have, I guess. And Robin, uh, sorry, Boldo, is supported by seven Hobbit archers and five sheriffs. So yeah, uh, building on the archers there. So total now we've got, what is it, 12 archers? That's pretty good. Uh, And we've got... 1823 sheriff so so we're already high on numbers but obviously they're all hobbits worth reminding you every time i say numbers uh, during this podcast they're hobbits they're not great farmer maggot comes up next uh, and farmer maggot's probably my favorite um hero is many people's favorite uh, hobbit hero because he comes with three dogs um so farmer maggot himself fight three three plus shooting strength three defense three two attacks he's an absolute beast two wounds wow a monster uh courage five that is insane and might one will to fate two so he's actually a relatively resilient guy and for 45 points he's an absolute steal because he comes with three dogs which are all strength three fight four um defense three attacks one wounds one courage three and move eight of course valuable in a hobbit army when everyone moves four inches uh, and along with his uh, the rest of his warband is seven hobbit militia so uh, i mentioned earlier that the sheriffs are kind of the fighting force hobbit militia are not their fight value one um so they're not very good strength two defense three four points though so hey they're the I think they're the cheapest troop in the game. But that's pretty good. So that's good. Uh, we've got uh, many Hobbit militia there. Then we've got Will Whitfoot. We're back in the Shire book now. Uh, so let me find Will Whitfoot if I turn the pages. But I know that he comes with a banner effect. So he's 30 points. He's probably the prettiest model um, Games Workshop have done in a long time. Um, I really like the new Forge World Hobbits. They look amazing. But this guy is just beautiful. He's got a little top hat. He's got like a fob watch. He's just everything you want, really, uh, for the mayor of... Oh, he's got a cane as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he looks ace. He's not a fighter. Fight two, strength two, defense three, uh, courage four, one wound attack, uh, might, fate. Uh, But he does have three will. So uh, at the the start of every fight phase, will can elect to spend a point of will 
If he does so, yeah, Will can choose to spend a point of Will. Uh, if he does so, Hobbit models within six inches of him count as being in range of a banner. And this is something I thought, oh, I'll throw him in there, because actually, although you've only got three points of Will, with Gandalf in there, I can restore a, a point of Will if I've got nothing else to do. Um, I can't see it happening a lot, because Gandalf's probably going to be doing more important stuff like, you know, stopping big monsters or heroes killing hobbits um, by transfixing them and things like that but I suppose sometimes it'll be nice to go you know what let's give some will back to Willfoot uh, will um, especially if there's no obvious targets because having a banner is probably more important sometimes uh, if I've maybe already killed a big hero then I'll be like you know what Gandalf you just give will some will back and then uh, we can have them banners and my troops can do the work so that'd be quite nice and along with will uh, and his banner of will um, there'll be seven hobbit militia so more boys a hobbit archer with a war horn now um, it's not often you get war horns in but I actually I only have enough I only have one model uh, with a war horn and I thought you know what I'd use it in this scenario maybe because um, I've only got courage three on most of my troops um, yeah I've got a lot of heroes but the heroes are mostly only one will heroes so uh, other than will who obviously has three will because he's will um there's quite a lot of uh, chance of maybe even though they're courage four or five um some of these heroes I'd, I'd hate for them to to run and cause my hobbits to crumple so i'd get a get a, a horn in there just to boost it up and avoid spending that will especially on will who has lots of will anyway so it's fine um anyway so we've got the hobbit archer with a war horn and two more archers in that warband for another warband of 10 models finally Odd choice by some people's reckoning, um, Lobelia Sackville Baggins. Now, people hate Lobelia Sackville Baggins because she's a horrible, mean person in the films and the books, but um, she has a, a very useful thing, which is the um, Furious Tirade, which is a special rule, which means no model from either player's force may benefit from a hero model stand fast within six inches of Lobelia. So Lobelia is someone you send um, forward at the end of the game and hope especially if the enemy's broken, um, that you hope that people just start running, running away, which is a useful, useful tool if you can use it correctly. Obviously, the downside is uh, that nobody can benefit from her courage of six uh, and nobody can benefit from, um, uh, you know, the stand fast near her. So it's worth noting. She also doesn't fight. She if she wins a combat, she will not make strikes. Well, actually, she'll batter them with an umbrella. But anyway, uh, she is strength one, defense two, so yeah, it's not not much chance of a winning combat. It's courage six, though. It's amazing. Three will though, so she's got as much will as will has will. So that's insane and one fate. So there you go. And um, that's the army. And th she's accompanied by four hobbits, uh, one militia, and three sheriffs. So in total, I've got sixty-five models at six hundred and fifty points, which is absolutely monstrous. Um, I don't have anywhere near as much will as I'd hoped. Uh, sorry, might as I'd. Because I keep saying will. Um, as much might as I'd have hoped. I've got one for Maggot, one from Holefoot, uh, one from Boldo, one from Will. So actually, I've only got one, two, three, four, um, four will, uh, four, <laughs> four might, and three from Gandalf. So that's seven might in total. And and actually, a lot of that might is difficult to use because it's you know one point on one person. So I'm, uh, you know, I guess it's going to be spread out a bit. And I do have some march. So Holefoot has march, which is handy. Um, I think does Boldo have march as well? I'm not sure. Um, I also have a heroic resolve on Will Whitfoot, which is useful. Um, which means that you're less targeted by magic and stuff, but 
Everyone's got resistance to magic, so that's good. And Boldo Tulpenny has heroic accuracy, so not great. So we've got some stuff there. But let's be honest, the theme of this army is going to be tons of hobbits, throw them forward, um, hope that they the wave of hobbits just crashes over everyone and overwhelms them with their little hammers and their little staffs and canes and all this sort of stuff and that I, I just drown them in hobbits essentially um, and then Gandalf obviously he's a massive point sink in this army um, if you think about it um, he's got two he's what 200 something what did I say he was he's about 200 points isn't he I've, I need to have a look at this so he's uh, 195 points with the cart so he's like just under a third of the force and to think, two hundred uh, for two hundred points, I could get how many hobbits is two hundred points? It's it's an awful lot. It's you know uh, for one hundred ninety five points, I could get around thirty nine more hobbits ish. Obviously, with the assumption that there's two heroes in that, so it's probably more like twenty. But still, that's a lot of hobbits. So he's got to really do some work. And and I think he can in this army. There's there's lots of magic that obviously he can do. And um, blinding light is important 650 points that's that's a given and it also means that um because of things like the rangers and stuff like that but also just think you know 650 points um and you've got a lot of bows so i've got an awful lot of bows in this list it's um i can't remember the exact total now i've lost count of what was it 12 uh 15 so 15 bows and then lots of um lots of stones as well so really if i've got blinding light 15 bows people are gonna have to come at me Although they're 18 inch range, that's useful. So at least I've got the threat of the blinding light, which can help. Um, and then, a, but the main thing he's going to be doing is going, crap, that's a big thing that can kill a lot of hobbits. Let's just immobilize it. And is that a value? Is that worth it? I don't know. I don't know whether that's actually valuable for um, uh, for this. It's I don't know. If, I don't know whether I'm going to get enough points value out of the 200, uh, 200 points for just doing that. So obviously he's got strike, which is useful. And he's a high fight value strike, so he can actually, you know, not like Sam, who's fight three and has strike, he's got fight five, so he's actually got a good chance of getting up to, you know, a decent fight value and beating trolls and stuff like that. So that's useful. Um, also worth noting that um, if, if Gandalf's in the force, he, he's usually a hero of legend, of course, but I can't actually include any of the four heroes, so that's why I've gone um, with this kind of army, because Gandalf just means that you can do the... Do the um, uh, the, the different kind of hobbit force and, and you've got enough heroes that it's actually possible these days whereas back in the olden days when there was pretty much just four hobbits fatty bulger lobelia and um farmer maggot and paladin and um, then you don't yeah you don't get to do it you don't get to choose the new ones as much but it's nice to have three of the new heroes in there so that's cool and um, maybe i'd have probably for Le- rather than lobelia i could and her and um, three guys i could probably fit another hero in and just spread everyone around and it might be a bit better but i like the idea of having labelia in there she could potentially be useful for um for stuff if nothing else a courage six hobbit that nobody really cares about killing not bad for capturing an objective somewhere isn't it she's not going to run away so anyway there you go that's the army um 650 points 65 um models seven points of might about 15 bows a whole whole heck load of hobbits so later on in the podcast we'll find out how they fare against a variety of comers we've got five games five uh, uh sorry six games uh, six different people to talk to six different potential army lists will i come up against the uh, rangers of athelian i don't know we'll find out later but that would be a competitive choice and i suppose we would face it against t- in a tournament but what else am i going to be com- coming up against uh have a uh, stick around we'll we'll do that but first it's time for our lovely wonderful 
happy, friendly game. Oh. Riddles in the dark. My precious. Yes, that's right. It's time for Riddles in the Dark. Uh, this is the part of the podcast, basically, where I play a clip of audio that's usually very difficult to identify and then ask you to identify it. So you've got to identify uh, who speaks next and what they say in the clip from the films, from the either The Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings films. And let's be honest, if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, it's usually the Lord of the Rings films because I don't really like the Hobbit films that much and I don't really want to have to find difficult-to-find bits. I, I'll choose some good bits, but I'll keep it I'll keep it mixed. Keep it mixed. But, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, it's probably more likely going to be Lord of the Rings than The Hobbit. But anyway, I'm trying to get uh, different characters slotted in there and trick you and things like that. So people have been getting in touch about... Uh, the last episode, so this is Enmuk 27's um, Riddle in the Dark, which sounded something a little bit like this. In fact, it sounded exactly like this. So yeah, that's what we're all trying to guess. We're trying to guess who speaks next and what they say. So uh, let's have a look and listen to, uh, uh, read a few emails uh, that have been getting in touch on entmootpodcast at gmail.com. So from Sean uh, Sproul, or uh, known also as Zen Sproul on Facebook uh, for uh, professional reasons, I believe, um, and also as the Subtle Asian Wargamer uh, on Facebook. If you follow that uh, page uh, on Instagram, I think as well, there's some beautiful, beautiful models that Sean Sean does. Um, Sean has been to the, a couple of tournaments as well, and um, get, uh, good man, Sean, good man, and thanks very much for getting in touch. So, uh, you, oh yeah, yeah, you've got it right. So, uh, hey man, just started listening to the latest Entmoot, haven't finished it yet, but I've got an idea for the Riddle in the Dark. Is it from? Yes. Yes, it is correct. Yes. So, uh, we'll, you, we'll, you get a tick. Now, Dan Broxholm has been in touch as well early on uh, in September. Uh, let's see, it says... Hello, Harry. Hope all is well in Entmootland. Yes, thank you very much, Dan. It is absolutely fine in Entmootland. The clip is from The Return of the King. You said The Return of the Ring, but I think I think I know what you mean. Um, in a specific scene, yes. <laughs> and you've absolutely nailed it on the head. Um, and, oh, hold on. Uh, yes, let's see. Hold on. Let me just check this. Yes, yeah, 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 you got it 100% correct. Well done, Dan. Uh, you say slam dunk three points in the net, bish bash bosh. Well done, Dan. You're so confident there. Uh, Richard Unwin's been in touch. Now, am I right? Uh, Unwin, Alan and Unwin are the publishers of the Lord, the original publishers of the Lord of the Rings. Richard, are you related? Because if so, I think we should all bow to you, you know, you bow to no one. Um, so, uh, Richard, thanks very much for getting in touch. Let me know if you are related. That's pretty cool if it is. Uh, Hi, Harry. Found your podcast a few weeks ago as I've got back into the Lord of the Rings game and have been listening to it from the beginning. I've finally caught up so can give riddles in the dark a go. I pity you. You've been listening to me endlessly for weeks. You must be going slightly insane. Um, and apologies that you've caught up because obviously uh, now it might be a lot longer between episodes if you're really enjoying them. I know I've been there before. I've listened back to podcasts before and gone... Ah, oh, this is rubbish now because now I have to wait per episode and then you end up moving on to something else so uh, nice nice to have you for that binge session um, but hopefully hopefully you do keep listening on for fresh episodes and it's great for you to get in touch and you are correct in terms of who is speaking so you get half a point 
but it's not quite right. But I can see why you've said you've said it. Um, you know what? I'll, get, I'll, I'll give away half for everyone listening home. I'll give away half of it. Uh, you say, is the next line spoken by Gandalf to Pippin? We just passed into the realm of Gondor. Um, it is not that moment. But you're right in the sense that it's Gandalf. And you're in the right map area of the map I love the podcast it's been great to listen to keep it up thanks Rich Unwin thank you very much Rich let me know if you're related to Alan and Unwin Uh, thank you very much Uh, Matteo Menasini has been in touch I haven't gotten that correct hello Harry Matteo from Italy here big fan of the Lord of the Rings books and movies I recently joined the hobby side of it and your podcast has been the source of motivation and inspiration throughout the lockdown so I wanted to thank you for keeping up the great work even in these bleak times thank you that's really nice because I've not been doing anywhere near as much as I usually be doing so uh, i'm glad you're getting something out of it but uh, thank you very much for getting in touch to say as much um for the first time i've actually managed to listen to an episode just after its release so i can have a go at the riddles in the dark it seems to be a bit of a theme this time i don't know why that is but hey there you go everyone's just listening to it straight away um it seems to me that the scene is in the two towers where the three hunters and Gandalf the White on horseback come into sight of edoras in the distance is it gandalf who speaks next and says edoras and the Golden Hall of Mediuseld. Not entirely sure that's the correct answer, but that score at the end was what we led me to it. Um, so, first of all, Matteo, thank you very much for getting in touch. Um, you're also right. It is Gandalf the White on uh, uh, who says that. You're also similar to... Who was it who just said it? Uh, Richard. Uh, was it Richard who got it wrong? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, similar to him you're incorrect in what they say but very close uh, you say uh, it was to do the you think it was the the score I think there's a Gandalf theme that pops up occasionally which might be misleading you there which is good uh, you say let's hope the tournaments will be allowed again in the near future in England in the way they uh, in the way they are sort of allowed in Italy at the moment yeah sadly um if I was to make a prediction for you, Matteo, um, just in terms of the podcast, it's probably unlikely. Uh, we've got a rule of six um, at the moment, which means there are gatherings of over six are not allowed, essentially. And because of the way uh, the, the wording is in this rule of six that the government's come out with, uh, it means that people aren't really allowed to interact with more than six people in an event. So, for example, you can go to the pub where there's lots of people there, or the cinema or restaurant, but... Um, that's fine because you're not interacting with more than six people at once. Um, but uh, in the uh, in the tournament, obviously, you're interacting with a number of people throughout the day. And I think a lot of places, although some places have gone, you know what? Let's let's just risk it and say, make sure as long as you don't interact with different people, then it's fine. Uh, I think re- reality states that most people, especially in tournaments, are going to be mixing with other people. So I think it's unlikely. And the rule of six. I think it's going to be sticking around for a while, if it's my prediction. But hey, I, what, what do I know? I'm just I'm just a podcast person. But anyway, Matteo, uh, um, thank you very much for getting in touch. Really nice to, especially the uh, saying that it's been an inspiration, um, uh, motivation and inspiration throughout throughout the lockdown, especially in these bleak times. I can I can completely understand. I've been following other podcasts like um, the Green Dragon and loads have just been launched at the moment and out of the frying pan. And um, the the DCHL does its um, its podcast as well, which um, I, I'll be honest sounds a lot similar to some of the things that I'll be doing in this podcast um, because 
I stole their idea accidentally. Honestly, I had never seen it before. They started doing it onto Apple iTunes uh, podcast. But anyway, uh, I'm getting sidetracked. There's lots of lots of people like the Battle Streams in Middle Earth and Zorpazorp. They've all been just been so inspirational, and um, you know, loads and loads of people. So uh, yeah, I, I know the feeling, and I'm glad to be part of that for you. Anyway, so thanks very much for getting in touch, Matteo. Um, always like to have your comments on of that kind uh, at entmootpodcast at gmail dot com. The um, you don't need to send an answer to the riddle. Just get in touch if you fancy. Uh, your message read out in this bit Hamish has also been in touch Hamish thanks very much for getting in touch I think you've uh, been in touch a few times to guess at the riddle um, sad to hear about imps this year but understandable so this is I mentioned in the last podcast that my tournament isn't going ahead he says hoping it won't be too long till quote normal service resumes tournament wise yeah I agree tough riddle from Lord of Rings uh, this episode he says I knew it was something Minas Tirithy. yeah yeah you're getting there but struggle to find where I'm now sure it's Aragorn's coronation, and it must be Gandalf speaking next. Now come the days of the king. May they be blessed. Hopefully lack of tournament doesn't slow down more end moots. Great painting fuel. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I'll try and keep them out, Hamish. Um, as you know, it's, it's yeah, it, the tournament, I just need to come up with ways of doing podcasts that I enjoy, and I've enjoyed doing this, this one. So it's a bit slower, but um, uh, yeah, hopefully this will work. Anyway, so uh, yeah, you heard it. You heard the answer there. It's Gandalf who speaks next. Now comes the day of the king. May they be blessed. Serene. Now come the days of the king. So that was the answer, Riddle in the Dark, this time. So, yeah, thanks very much for all getting in touch. Lots of lots of emails this time from Sean, Dan, Richard, Matteo, Hamish. Uh, you could get in touch next time if you really want to. Absolutely. Entmootpodcast at gmail.com. And why not do it while having a go at the Riddle in the Dark, which this time sounds something a little bit like this. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's how it sounds. So you need to tell me who speaks next and what they say. Have another go. Have another listen. Uh, here is what it sounds like. Hmm, can you tell from the theme? Can you tell from the sounds in the background? Listen again. Listen again, but pay particular attention. There are some footsteps. Okay, who speaks next and what do they say? I'll give you half a point if you guess who it is anyway. Uh, and it, and it's vaguely connected to some of the recent releases. So uh, get in touch, get in touch, entmootpodcast at gmail.com. And that is just about that. So now I guess it's time to dial up some people um, from the world of Patreon as I mentioned earlier, uh, Patreon, just a, a, like an online tip jar uh, where people get in touch. And I might, I might, just for your pleasure have a little secret special guest at the end of the podcast yeah i think i'll do that that'll be good fun we might have a a voice known to the community but first let's crack on and have a few games of patreon specials uh talking about armies with my 650 points of hobbies here mr bilbo where are you off to don't stop i'm already late late for what 
So we're online again. It's uh, Prancing Patrons, and we have uh, Joe Hook on the line uh, from New Jersey. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, and I'm so glad to do this with you, Harry. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun last time. I had a lot of good feedback about it as well. People getting in touch about the different format that that's just a little bit different to the way that other people have been maybe uh, communicating with people over the internet. So I thought I'd I'd resurrect it. We can have another go at it. Why not? Absolutely. I'm so psyched to be able to be here. And again, I thought I'd kind of dived before, you know, you, you annihilated me in that stuff. <laughs> so I thought, no way am I going to come back. So, but that's okay. Thank you for. I'm humbly requesting just you know being here with you. It's great. Oh well, uh, thanks very much, Joe. And and last time um, we we had the discussion. Um, from what I remember, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think I had my Easterlings. I was talking about Easterlings and uh, an army of uh, of those. And you had the Army of the Dead. Is that right? I had the Army of the Dead. Yes, exactly. So oh, had. And, oh, I see. And Aragorn. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you had the Army of the Dead, the King of the Dead. But um, uh, this time, we've obviously there's a different points limit. Uh, uh, last time, again from memory, I should have do- ch- double checked these things. Uh, I think it was about 600 points, but now it's 650. Um, did you find it uh, tricky? Because I know you're relatively new to the uh, new to the game. Right. Well, actually, the 650 points was a lot better for me. I just could could round things off a lot better. The 600, uh, it was really tricky for me, but of course, I'm not too experienced. But this time, the 650 did it for me. So I was pleased about that. Do you think this is because you've had a bit more uh, experience gaming from what we just had a brief chat before we started recording and you've played a few more games than you had last time we spoke? Okay, well, when you say gaming, uh, I guess is watching YouTube videos and really getting into them the same thing as gaming? Because only like <laughs> I haven't really played since COVID, so I just kind of you know look through their eyes and play their games. So I've learned a lot. Well. From I guess, I guess, yeah, that, that counts a bit. Uh, if you, 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 a bit more, you've fallen completely down the rabbit hole of SPG, which is good to hear. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Okay, so just before we came on, um, I mentioned that uh, you, well, you sort of hinted at the fact that you, you think you know what my army is. I have no idea what your army is. Um, the listeners, of course, know what uh, my army is as well, because I've already uh, ran through the full army list, but I'll reveal it to you in a second and remind everyone. Um, what do you think it is, first of all, and what have you brought to take it? against it well you know i thought you know i don't know i thought i heard you say something and maybe i'm totally wrong but i thought you were going to be looking into the serpent horde but wait a minute you did that before right was you were you in that no you weren't one oh well, uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, it's funny that you'd say that because it, it is it is one of those ones that I dip my toe in occasionally. Um, I think I, maybe I mentioned in one of the podcasts that I really like the ideas. I, I certainly like bringing the the Mummock, uh, the the war leader of Mummock, and I've, I've used that a few times, and that is awesome. And that will make a return, but sadly not this time. So um, before we reveal uh, to you, and obviously everyone else is kind of gnawing their their knuckles in, in amusement at the, the the fact that you've guessed at one of maybe the the biggest um creatures in the game uh, and i might be taking the opposite uh what's your army what have you bought for 650 points well again i bring aragorn um but aragorn is now um he's not mixed with anybody else he's with his kin uh and he's with the rangers uh the rangers of the north so i have aragorn and 11 rangers of the north um, just kind of looking at that, and uh, also in it, in addition to that, he has his his good friend, and I would say uh, Hal Halbarat, okay, that brought him the banner. Actually, not like the movie, but uh, 
he was one of the folks that brought him the banner, the banner of Arwen Evenstar. So uh, uh, Halbarad has that as well. Um, so they're going to, you know, basically be all together. It's, uh, I just was blown away by the fact that these rangers were actually minor heroes. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Yeah, they, they are really cool. So so you've got, what ele- so that's 11 rangers, each with a might point, uh, and Halbarad with the banner. Are, are you, have you got horses for Aragorn? Have you got, uh, and Halbarad, have you got the, uh, the Anduril, the Sword of Doom? Yes, yes, yes. I'll go through that really, really quick. So yeah. Aragorn has has uh, Anduril, yes, and so he's got that. Um, I had to. I, I just went over by five points. I went six fifty five, and then I said, ah, oh, you know, I just ripped the elven cloak off of uh, off of Aragorn. So he's the one. You know, he doesn't have an elven cloak, but he's got everything else. Oh, that's a good else. choice, though. I think, yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, so he's got Anduril, so that'll be good. And um, and also Halbarad has. Uh, let's see. He doesn't have anything special, just but but the banner and and his other things as well. And I guess the other guys are just normally, you know, armor, sword, bow, those kind of things. So. Okay, so they're they're just range, they're rangers north. So they're the thirty point ones rather than the twenty five point ones. So they've got the armor, right? And um, have, have you got any spears? No, I do not have spears. I couldn't afford them. Okay, so. Okay, that's absolutely fine. So we're looking at a, a very elite army of, of what thirteen models against my army, and uh, uh, you might have already guessed it from the hint I gave you a few seconds ago. I have decided to um, bring along an army of hobbits, and um, well, not all hobbits, mostly hobbits, except the leader. So I'll run through my army quickly just to remind everyone, and for, so you know uh, what I've got. I've got Gandalf the Grey with a cart leading 14 hobbits uh, including five archers and nine sheriffs Holefoot Brace Girdle who's the sheriff leader he makes all the hobbit sheriffs that he's accompanied by nine of them uh, and they he, he makes them a little bit better they can go uh, two-handed without the, suffering the uh, downsides uh, Baldo Toolpenny he's a guy who drops traps to disrupt the, the field and he also can uh, throw pebbles slightly better than the rest of them he's got another 12 hobbits with him including seven archers and five Five sheriffs, Farmer Maggot, his three dogs, and seven Hobbit militia in Warband 4. Will Woodfoot, the Mayor of Hobbiton, by far the best-dressed mayor in, uh, in uh, probably in the game, let's be honest, uh, leads seven Hobbit militia, an archer with a warhorn, and a couple of more Hobbit archers. And finally, Lobelia Sackville-Baggins, brandishing her umbrella, leads four Hobbits, including three sheriffs and a militia, which makes, in total, 65 models... Yeah, 65, uh, and somewhere uh, somewhere close to a dozen uh, bows. Um, I think it's about 10 bows, actually. Uh, let me just double-check. Yeah, it's t- 10 or so. Uh, and, and I've also got only about five or six might points. So it's an interesting army. First of all, before we roll the scenario, what do you think to that? Uh, are you surprised? Okay, well, I, I was initially chuckling because they were hobbits, these little ones, but I was also like, I was actually mixed, mixed feelings because Aragorn has to like fire things at, at Gandalf. I just, just, I'm just going to be like, you're, you're messing me up. Okay, I'm going to walk away from this podcast like deeply, deeply affected. Okay, and thanks to you. But that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll kill Gandalf. That's okay. But you know, I was, I was kind of chuckling initially because, but then you mentioned Lobelia and I'm like, holy, he's got, he's got Lobelia? Oh man, and geez, I, I started to shake. So yeah, I'm, I'm shaking, a <laughs> quaking bit. in your boots. It, now, exactly. now I know, I know people laugh at the hobbits 
But I have been a relative, I've, I've brought a relatively uh, good Hobbit list. This is absolutely maxing out on uh, points. I mean, we're averaging at uh, a model for every 10 points in the army. So this is, this is good. And we've got magic, we've got uh, lots of pebbles to throw at you um i mean i don't know whether i'd win a shooting war but it'd certainly be an interesting one uh, to see what would happen in a shooting war so um without further ado i'll open the matched play guide i'll get my dice out and we can roll for the scenario let me just turn the pages uh so that i'm on the right pool so we're on pool one uh, so this is, I don't know whether you, uh, you've you got the match play guide there with you or not, but I'll roll the dice for pool one. These are the Maelstrom of Battle scenarios. Uh, actually, no, I should really randomise it, shouldn't I? Just because otherwise it's a bit unfair on you. So we'll randomise and see what we get. So we've got, uh, that's a two, so it's not pool one, it's pool two, which are the hold objective scenarios. I feel like that might have worked out uh, better for me in the end. Uh, and we get, of those scenarios, we get uh, objective, uh, we get a four, so it's capture and control. Now, <clears throat> now let me leaf through this book because I've got, I cut my hand on a glass bulb earlier, so I'm struggling to turn the pages. Here we go, capture and control, scenario nine, uh, page 19 if you're following along at home, which uh, is probably an old-fashioned way to do, uh, listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and sit there reading the book with you. But uh, capture and control, if you can't remember, it's the one where you get uh, four objectives, uh, or is it five? Uh, no, yeah, there's five objectives, one in the middle, four in a kind of diamond shape around it, two points for each objective, one for the victory points uh, for uh, killing the enemy leader, and one one for just breaking the enemy um, and these are this is the one where you flip the objectives over um, and so you touch it like a, uh, uh, you touch it and then you uh, capture the flag and then you you sort of move on to another one so um, Joe uh, first of all obviously you've got to contend with 65 hobbits uh, in, in an objective based army I feel like the role might not have favoured you how would you tackle this wow yeah because here's what I'm, I was thinking if you know that it, I was going to look at it kind of an archery type of thing that they would keep their distance, but this, this scenario is a little difficult to do. And there's so many little, little guys to shoot at. Um, but that's kind of how I would face it either way. Keep my distance for the most part. And, um, you know, kind of peg off the little guys. Well, actually peg off Lobelia probably first. And, uh, you know, <laughs> well, maybe Gandalf, I could go for Gandalf, I guess, but, uh, pretty much, you know, do that kind of sniper type of thing. If I could with all these things, with all their might, uh, you know, they're, I, they would probably deal with, uh, and, they, and they have the, um, I guess, uh, the, uh, what is it? The heroic, heroic ac- accuracy. Oh, accuracy. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. get to the right person. So maybe you could target Maggot or, or Boldo Tulpini or Holfer or people like that instead of the front rank of militia. Right. right. And in addition, um, this army gets two attacks because, um, because of their army bonus, Eric was with them and they get their, their two attacks. So, you know, they've got that as well. So essentially they could take two shots each. So that's that's a lot of arrows yeah. coming your way. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, the two attacks are just, just for when you're in combat. But either way, is that, that right? is... Oh, yeah, right. yeah, sadly. But, uh, but Infantry, right? Yeah. Yeah, infantry. Yeah, mm, so, so mm. when you're in combat, uh, you get the two attacks. But I can see, actually, uh, you... You make an interesting point because the Hobbits, although I have a lot of shooting power in my army, they're only 18-inch range bows and you've got 24-inch range bows. So you could easily whittle me down. Um, even if you're moving around at three inches, you're not suffering much of a movement penalty compared with me. Uh, you'll be going three inches, I'll be going four at, at full pelt. Uh, so we'll be able, still be able to move around quite nicely and and pang shots into into people. And after a couple of turns, say, what, do you hitting on fours uh, if you're moving? So that's what... 12, 13 shots, so six of them say hit, and then 
you might be wounding on two or three so maybe two or three hobbits a turn so give it a couple of turns you might have uh, uh getting on the way to 10 hobbits and then that's a, that's the sort of number where you can maybe start chucking your guys in two attacks each um and do a few heroic combats maybe you'll be able to churn through people i think the problem you're going to have here is is being able to take those objectives because i can just march my hobbits if i've got march i can't even think whether i have march in this army i think i do and um, if i just send all my hobbits straight at you a wave of say 30 hobbits it'll take you a long time to uh, deal with them um you might whittle 10 out but in the meantime i might have broken my army and i'll be sitting pretty on those objectives while you uh you realize oh god i've just got a bloodbath of hobbits that i've chopped up but uh i, I feel sad about having killed 30 something hobbits but <laughs> they've got the objectives <laughs> how would you how would you solve that issue do you think joe well i see the i don't know a ranger looking at the carnage of hobbits that they've killed i'm still working through that dude i mean you're just really getting me here but uh, but yeah, I guess that would be that would be hard. At, at one point, I think you know we'd have to know to rush ahead, you know, and start to to go after you guys because I do I have a lot of respect for their their archery skill, these rangers. But I also have a huge amount of respect for their their fighting ability, and uh, you know having these these you know the hobbits kind of clamoring onto them, you know, and kind of biting at their knees. I think they wouldn't have any problem with that. And I feel bad because I'm sure this is a great army, but. Yeah, I think your numbers would probably um, overtake me. But I also have, there's, there's, uh, the Rangers have, you know, they have one point of might, a point of, uh, one point of will and also fate. So if, you know, I, I, tell me if I'm right in this, if, if they get wounded, they could roll for fate and essentially, you know, you know, laugh that one off, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, hmm. so so it, you've got you've got some staying power there, and you've got the armor as well, which against my uh, my hobbits who are only bless them uh, strength two or three, depending on uh, depending on whether they're heroes or not. Essentially, hmm. um, some of the even some of the heroes aren't strength three. Um, so actually, I'd I'd be really struggling to get your armored uh, five guys. So it, it won't be all that easy. But if I get five or so guys onto one. I could easily out, uh, you know, yes, you have the fight value. I might be able to take one down. And then I think it's one of those things that as soon as I take one down, I've got enough to then swarm the next one. And it, it, it starts spiraling out of control for you. But I see it, it could, if you played it right, you played the um, heroic combat game and maybe uh, chomp your way through a few hobbits in, in a quick succession early on. Maybe you'd have the upper hand uh, if, if you chop through enough. Mm, mm. I'm still thinking of running away from you guys because you guys aren't moving that fast. And we have, we have a better movement, so we could kind of just kind of move around and, you know, and we're, if it's in the woods, we're woodland creatures, so we can move without a problem and then just kind of keep pegging you off. I don't know. I'd kind of move around and, hey, if yeah. you make that objective, I just take pot shots at you. I don't know. And that's it. You're right. That, oh. Yes, a good point. Because of the because uh, of the way the, the objectives work in this scenario, the, the flipping of the objectives. So you can, you've got the movement and you've got Aragorn, who's got a free point of might to march. So you can be moving potentially nine inches a turn, four and a half if you're shooting your bows. Mm-hmm. So you're way out, way faster than me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so actually, yeah, you, you've got a good point. I, I'd have to hang around on those objectives and potentially get picked off. So it's an interesting one. Mm, it really is mm, an interesting one. Mm. Um, I don't know how it'd go. I certainly think Aragorn would be a problem. Luckily, I have Gandalf who can neutralise Aragorn. Uh, I can, you know, fire a few immobilizers at him and keep him out of the fight, stop him churning through so many hobbits. But uh, of course, if uh, Gandalf's not exactly a fighter, he's certainly not as good as Aragorn. And he's, to be honest, not that much better than um, Halbarad or the Rangers. So it 
it, it could be tricky if you you manage to grab hold of him. But either way, it's it's an unusual uh, matchup. I wasn't expecting to face such an elite small model army. Uh, right, Jack. right. And uh, but I think the the amount of hobbits coming at me just reminds me of something I've seen. I wish I played this kind of game, but it was it was rangers, not too many of them either, against Goblin Town. You know Ooh. the the, <laughs> the goblins from Goblin Town and the goblin you know chief. So and they won. The, the rangers won against these dudes. So the masses of, of creatures coming at these guys, which they're, that's their, that's their strength. Um, the rangers still won. So I'm still kind of looking at that. And uh, I think the rangers just have to get over shooting the, the creatures they've been protecting for so many millennia. <laughs> it's, it's the big thing that I, if they can get over that, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I realize this isn't a particularly thematic matchup, uh, but it, w- it would have ruined the surprise if I told you to do good versus evil. So um, either way, Joe, I really appreciate you taking part again. And, and I hope that uh, you got something out of it as well, as much as people listening uh, enjoyed the kind of the, the, the bit of a the thematic fun uh, matchup that we've got there. Uh, literally a civil war of strife uh, on the borders of the Shire. So, uh, Joe, I really appreciate I appreciate all your support on the uh, on the Patreon as well. Uh, again, to just just uh, keep keeping us going and keeping keeping me uh, keeping me honest, I suppose, keeping me do- delivering these podcasts and the videos as well. So, Joe, uh, I really appreciate you coming on again. Uh, it's my great pleasure. Thank you so much for including me, Harry. Really appreciate it. So, uh, welcome to the second guest of the podcast. It's Rainer Mikula, who uh, we spoke last. Hi, Rainer. Uh, welcome to the podcast again. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so since we last spoke, um, uh, I, I imagine largely uh, very little has changed in terms of hobby life and things like that. But uh, how's everything going? Have you, you, I think you'd had a, managed to have a couple of games when we'd, uh, when we'd spoken. But has that changed for you since, since we last spoke? It's still more or less the same. Uh, I had a little bit of a... I think I was slightly tired of painting uh, and it was too hot. Uh, the paint was drying so fast. And uh, so there was a month that I didn't paint at all. But I think it was just, it did some good because now I have like a new, new energy again and uh, finishing my, my done landings project when soon I have like 800 points of done landings ready. And wow. But I shouldn't talk about that too much because there's a tournament coming up in Finland and I don't want any people to get any ideas what I'm going <laughs> to use there. So. Uh, well, fair enough. I, I, won't, I won't talk about it too much. But uh, you, you mentioned the, the heat. That, that is one of the things that puts, puts me off painting as well because the uh, painting area I have, um, that's, that's one of the things. But, uh, but at, least, uh, at least you've found the kind of impetus to carry on because I, I did this. I, I painted... Um, myself into a kind of uh, a stupor almost after doing um, the Kirithungal army and the uh, the big uh, project I did with the castle and then um, and then I kind of stopped painting Lord of the Rings for a bit and now I'm I'm back in full flow I've got uh, somewhere around 20 Easterlings on my table that are pretty much fully done so uh, yeah sometimes you just need that break don't you yeah I think there's no point in burning yourself out especially since there's no real deadlines coming up in form of tournaments or anything so if you if you don't really feel like painting i don't think you should paint just because it's your hobby agreed yeah yeah don't don't force the hobby it'll come to you when when you when you want it um uh, you mentioned you're you're preparing for a tournament though um are are tournaments allowed or how far away are they uh yesterday actually they kind of straightened how do you say it 
made more strict rules again. So okay. first, first they the government announced that there's only allowed to we are only allowed to have gatherings of fifty people, and then <laughs> quite quite cool, uh, like a couple of minutes. Uh, sorry, we made a mistake. It's actually five hundred, and there was there was an, a bit of an outcry because some. Uh, events already cancelled because they are not allowed and then they realized that okay they made a mistake and left one zero out of the number so wow <laughs> but uh, yeah no that we did we haven't had any tournaments so far but uh, now there's one in the horizon in in two months i think and uh, so just preparing for it Oh, well, uh, I look forward to hearing the results of it. But uh, in the meantime, we've set ourselves another virtual challenge. Um, we've already, uh, everyone at home's already heard uh, my army, um, the 650 points. I'll run through my army and how uh, that works uh, in a minute. But first of all, uh, what have you come up with? Last time you had the Far Harad and the Serpent Horde combination. Yeah, this time I I was thinking more of an, more, more like you, I think, uh, of thematic, thematic way and uh, something that probably is not a good list, uh, like if you want to win a tournament, but it should be fun. And I, uh, it's been a couple of years since I read the books, but I was thinking that there's one scenario, a chapter that is in in the books, and uh, uh, in the, in the movies, I mean, and should be should make a good list, and it's when. When the fellowship comes from down from the the Karadras mountain and is going to going to Moria and they are uh, attacked by wolves, actually werewolves. I did a little bit a little bit of digging and they are supposed to be werewolves. Uh, but this since is, werewolves this has got don't potential, feed, I like the sound of this. Yeah, werewolves don't feature in 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 our armies, unfortunately. But I did the best I could. Uh, and it's a bit of a what if scenario, and you will hear it when I read the list. Okay, uh, that's that sounds really cool. So, well, fire away. What what is your list, and I'll reveal mine after. So, it's almost like a game of chicken, this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. going to reveal theirs first? Go on, you go first. Yeah, I, I do my first. Uh, so, warband number one is Wild Walk Chieftain, leading twelve Wild Walks. Then warband number two, Wild Walk Chieftain, leading twelve Wild Walks. Warband number three, Wild Walk Chieftain leading six Wild Walks. And now the the what if scenario, and the what if is how about if, if they didn't attack that night, but waited a couple of days and only attacked when they arrived into the gates of Moria. And then there's the Watcher in the Water. Oh, this is this is this is pretty cool, actually. So, um, so that's that's quite a lot of Wargs. That's that's something. Warg Chieftains are monstrous and... I tell you what else is monstrous that 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 watcher in the water there. That's that's pretty cool. So in total, how many models was it about? Uh, uh, it's uh, it's thirty four models. Yeah, that's quite a lot of models. Uh, I don't, I I I don't own the what I, I don't own the the watcher in the water, so I don't really know how it plays. But uh, I've read the the profile. I haven't actually even ever seen it on a table, but it looks cool, and it's on my 
to buy list at some point and uh, I, this was the perfect opportunity to you to kind of put it on a list yeah yeah just to think it through as well that's that's one of the coolest things about this kind of scenario uh, that that does sound cool and i suppose because it's mostly wags you don't um you don't lose the downside of the heroics um only limited to the wag chieftains because that's all they get okay well I, everyone at home knows what i've got um i've just sent you the my army list so if you uh, open that up but i'll run through it uh, vaguely this is uh, gandalf uh with 14 hobbits uh whole foot brace girdle with nine sheriffs boldo tulpenny with seven uh, hobbit archers and five sheriffs farmer maggots and militia will whitfoot the mayor of hobbiton uh, he's the one who does the banner effects uh, some militia and some archers and lobelia sackville baggins uh, with sh- a couple of sheriffs uh, three sheriffs and a militia total 65 models uh, at 650 points so uh, first of all um on the face of it you've got quite a lot of models you've got a lot of wags um what do you think about the the list that i've come up with and and how do you rate your chances before we've delved into the scenario well again uh, there was one kind of a list i was thinking that i would get trashed uh, if i played against and that was a shooty list and then you come up with this so because of my Defense four walks. Uh, your hobbits are gonna have some some fun target practice, I think. Yeah, that's good. But oh, again, if we're gonna randomize the scenario, who knows? There's I have the movement. You don't. This is very true. Yeah, I was gonna say at the very least you'll have uh, have your high movement, which will. I've only got 18 inch range bows now on uh, Hobbit, so there's not going to be a lot of turns that I'm going to be able to shoot you, maybe one before you actually uh, slam into me. But as you mentioned, the scenario. So I've got a dice. Um, I've got the pools here. We've already had pool two, which is the objective scenarios. That was uh, uh, played with Joe. Uh, so let's have a go uh, with this one. Let's roll the dice. Oh, it's landed on pool one, which uh, for people listening at home, that's Maelstrom of Battle scenarios. So. I've got a lot of warbands. You've got fewer, but you've also got a watch in the water as well. So uh, that's interesting. Let's see which one of it is. So we've got a five, which is Command the Battlefield. Now, this is the, the one. It's one of the new ones. Yeah, this it? is one of the new ones. So it's, it's quarters, essentially. For, uh, let me try and flick through my match play guide to find the right one. This is scenario 13 on page 24, if you're listening at home. Um, and it's it's kind of... Yeah, this is a Maelstrom Battle one, as we mentioned and what you're meant to do is you kind of have you win victory points for controlling each board quarter so you get two points uh, if you have more uh, more models uh, sorry double the number of models in a, a board quarter compared with your enemy or just one for um, uh, having more and uh, there's like a, a gap in the middle like a circle in the middle a 12 inch circle in the middle which is completely worthless it's the special the worthless land and you also get some points killing the enemy leader and for breaking the enemy so with all that in mind, Maelstrom of Battle, spreading around the board, you've got a deep striking uh, a, a, a deep striking Watcher in the Water. How do you rate your chances now you know the scenario? Well, I think the, the Watcher in the Water gives me the opportunity to to wait uh, until it's close to the end. end. Uh, the game is close to ending, and then I can... Since he can appear anywhere... And uh, that would be probably what I would be trying to take an advantage of to to kind of hold uh, until the very last moment, unless 
uh, opportunity rises to to if if the maelstrom of battle is not uh, generous to you and there's uh, one warband somewhere maybe i can kind of try to to take them out uh, when they are apart but but if you get your sh uh, bowline together, then then I'm in trouble. Yeah, I was thinking actually that your um uh, yeah, this is going to rely largely on how my warbands do, and because the the warband structure I have means that most of mine are one or two might or even none um uh, heroes, then that's it's not ideal for me. I've only got uh so only Will Whitfoot, Farmer Maggot, Boulder Tupi, and Holfoot have one might each. Gandalf has three, obviously. Lobelia has none, so. I've got the potential for uh, getting really, really messed up by this um, this uh, scenario deployment. I, I guess it could depend on who comes on first, things like that. But I, I, I like your chances here, actually. I, I'm, yes, I've got lots of numbers, but I need to operate with those numbers all at once. And, and like you say, I need to deploy a, a good bowline, but the deployment here really doesn't favour that. So I, I'm trying to work out how I would counter it. I think I'd... I try and spend as much money as possible to uh, money might to uh, to get into the right spots uh, uh, to try and get as much in one place as possible. And obviously, I've got Gandalf who who should be able to do some um, slow down tactics with your your wild chieftains who'd make an absolute mess of the hobbits. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I do here. Um, yeah, it's tough. Your your little hobbit feet. This is probably one of the worst scenarios that could have come up because you have to spread out, and maybe move. Just not stay in one place. You have to move if if one one flank collapses. You have to take that hold of that quarter again somehow. And I, since I have quite many walks, I can spread out. I I like cha I, I like uh, my chances if the if it's gonna be like. Uh, two walks against three three hobbits somewhere and uh... yeah exactly and and what what concerns me most here actually is the end conditions which we didn't mention and um, that it's not a random end it's it ends as as soon as one force has been reduced to a quarter now to me that means you know i've got to get down to 15 models or so uh, for it to be quarter which leaves me with if i want to dominate uh, every objective i've got to have a few on you know that's only what four or so on each quarter which is going to be really really tricky so i it's going to it's just I, and i feel like that maybe maybe at that point i'd really struggle but I, I don't know i don't know maybe maybe if i break you uh, early you, your your wags might be able to run I, it it's a, it's an interesting one. It's a, certainly an interesting scenario. It would definitely depend on the deployment. If I got lucky, I might have a good enough bowline to to just take out your numbers before you've even got a chance to do any uh, yeah, real damage. It, it, it's hard to say how it would end. Uh, the, the set up the maelstrom it kind of defines the whole whole match. I think you're like with few bad rolls. For either one, uh, one one warband gets stranded. Like uh, if I get to send my twelve warks against one of your warbands, they are finished. But if you get like each of your warbands in one place, and then one of my chieftains arrives there, they are in trouble. So. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I I actually think this would make quite an interesting game. Um, you didn't mention who your leader is though, and um, I, I don't. It's one of the chieftains. It is one of the chieftains. I was wondering because I wasn't sure. I I think the the watcher is a minor hero, isn't he, or something like that? So uh, yeah, he's independent. Oh, independent. Yeah. Okay, well that makes sense a lot, doesn't it? So yeah, so that that's interesting. It's, I think I think I wouldn't have much of an issue taking out one of your chieftains. Um, I think Gandalf with his cart um, and a hobbits, a, a big group of hobbits, would easily make uh, make 
make short work of it but it, it really depends how um uh, how yeah how, how the deployment lands if if i've got enough hobbits there to to soak up the rest of the wargs in that warband so what is it 12 in each warband so if i'm if i drop a uh, drop gandalf and his 15 or 14 hobbits plus holfoot say and his nine sheriffs together then maybe uh, maybe i'd have a chance to uh, immobilize your warg and uh, or your chieftain and and just surround and and kill it and then i might have the the two for the enemy leader and gandalf is so hard to kill that i might i might have the lead the lead there already but who knows this is this is a really interesting one um i'd be interested at what uh, people at home uh, would like uh, would think about this and maybe they can get in touch at gmail.com uh, to to send in your thoughts about all this um rhino any last uh, last thoughts on the uh, on the scenario or, or or life as a whole and uh, an sbg at the moment well, there, there was one thing I forgot to mention. Uh, obviously, most of the people probably already know it, but uh, uh, I'm a yellow alliance, so I don't have any army bonuses, which wouldn't affect anyway, because the, for Angmar it's about orcs, and, and, and for, for Moria it's about goblins, but... Yeah. So, so I'm a yellow alliance. If anyone is interested. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, it's worth noting, and and also I, I don't know whether we touched on it much, but the hero- the heroics of the uh, the the wags don't affect the, um, uh, the 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 watcher in the water, which which I suppose yeah. might mean that you've got a little bit of a might deficiency. But to be honest, against my army, there's it's not going to play play into it a lot because, and certainly in this scenario, that um, you've got what two or three points of might on each of those big uh, wolves. Yeah, it's two. Yeah, two. So and a watcher has one. So yeah, so it's a, it's just lacking in might your army anyway. But uh, I I do outnumber you slightly in might. But I think in this scenario I'll be spending probably a point or two here to here or there to to move things around. So that's really interesting. And one one thing that would obviously. Uh affect the game as well would be the the terrain which we don't really yeah there's can, we cannot talk about but if there would be water if it would play for example in lake board board yeah lake town board then then my watcher would be having fun but uh, yeah that that's a good point i hadn't thought about that and uh, and if there would be woods then your hobbits would be kind of safe yeah yeah that's true although the wags are pretty good uh for woods because they're not cavalry they don't move at quarter do yeah, they yeah, so they, they can move at, at what five inches through wood so even then you'd have the movement advantage but either way there's lot there's lots going on there i, I do i do think it would be uh, an interesting one to play out but of course that's the problem with all of these uh, uh all of these scenarios and the role the way we're doing this at the moment that uh, means it might be uh, it, it's always going to be a bit interesting but either way Reiner uh, thank you very much again for uh, joining me on the the podcast and for coming up with a list uh, and an interesting one as well a thematic sort of list that uh, uh, I might actually have come up with myself I'd like to think so um thank you very much for doing that and again for the support on Patreon as well uh, especially during these uh, these tricky times it's it's great to have that support and for for you to be able to be so willing to come on to the podcast no thanks for having me it's an absolute pleasure every time and um, i think it's kind of wrong to say hopefully we'll do it again but because it means that the situation doesn't get any better but i wouldn't mind anyway <laughs> well right now i i think i i think even if uh, tournaments are kick-starting again uh, this is something i want to continue doing uh, talking to people around the world so uh, thank you very much for getting in touch and uh, thank you again for dropping me another uh, another army list Okay, so we're on to game number three of the uh, second part of the Prancing Patron. Um, I'm joined by Dan Broxholm. Hello, Dan. Hello. 
Hi, Harry. Hello. Thanks very much for joining me on the podcast. Um, first of all, uh, it's been a long time since uh, since many of us have played tournaments and games, and but obviously things are sort of starting to ease back. So I've been asking people generally throughout the podcast, uh, how's, how's the whole lockdown process been for you? Have you managed to get any games in? Have you done lots of hobbying? What's it been like? Um, well, yes, I haven't been um, uh, furloughed. I've been working through it. Um, I haven't really... Uh, played any games i've done a lot of hobbying i've painted a an entire evil army in two weeks just doing an hour a night uh with wow with uh contrast and um sort of playing around with that like a an orc horde so i'm looking forward to trying that out as well oh um, well that's ace well i, I can imagine orc hordes uh I, i've only really ever pa- painted them in sort of small batches over for different armies and stuff but um i'd imagine it's been a great time to actually paint an orc horde if you've uh, not got any activities in the evenings or or, or uh, weekends to be taking up the time yeah the, the nights flew by <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet they did. I bet they did. Yeah, and uh, that's brilliant, though. And and just so you haven't been able to play any games, I'm guessing, or have you managed to have any little quick games since it's all started easing? No, I haven't. I haven't been able to play it, sadly. Uh, but I'm hoping in a week or two I'm going to try and sort out a, a practice game or two. I definitely need one, and I'm I'm starting to get that itch, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And um, and in terms of uh, your hobby background, I don't know. Um, I, we've never spoken really before before this, other than a few messages here and there. And obviously, you get in touch with the podcast a lot. Um, Dan, t- tell me about yourself. Tell me uh, when when did you get into the uh, strategy battle game? Well, okay. Well, it's I've been in um, playing and painting Games Workshops line of miniatures um, for a long, long time. Uh, probably like 25 years um but the actual lord of the rings i've only started playing since that new edition uh dropped i've always sort of seen it played and seen lots of people interested in it and a few of like the games workshop uh, employees would be like this game is so good some re- whatever reason, I don't know. I just read the books and watched the films a lot, you know, like everyone else. Oh, right. So you never took what? the plunge before the new edition? No, no, no. And I just can't tell you why, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, um, I-, I can imagine if you played a lot of the other systems, is it just that you just uh, you played those a lot and you had games, uh, you could easily play games with people with with those systems and didn't have time for the others? Or? Well, I suppose probably. Um I think more of the fact as well, it wasn't really played very much. Uh, you'd see like the odd game and like they'd always try and promote it and say this rule set is great. Uh, but maybe it's just because my gaming group or, you know, for whatever reason, we just, no one picked it up. So I never really, because you kind of just float to what your friends play, don't you? That's what I think. You know, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's the reason I, I I didn't play a lot when I was in my teens um, and even early 20s, people were just not playing it. So I couldn't. And then as soon as I was like, there are tournaments happening and I can now afford a car and try <laughs> to drive to them occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I got the bug then and suddenly it became like this whole hobby world of, of uh, SBG that opened up to me. And, and obviously the new edition has really helped with that as well, bringing lots of extra people into the uh, system. So fantastic. Okay, well, with that in mind, um, should we move on to the the battle? Um, so, obviously, uh, I've sent you the list. Uh, everyone at home knows my list. Um, you you probably just had a quick glance at it. You know that there's Gandalf and lots of hobbits. Um, I've got I've got in total sixty five hobbits, uh, sixty five models at six hundred and fifty points. What do you think to that? Before we find out yours, I mean, it's, 
it's it's a lot of models um yeah uh my army's quite uh, not super elite but but pretty elite mm-hmm. so i'd be like probably struggling for a bit of a uh, board control but i'd be looking at winning a lot of fights it's just whether i suppose i can like stem the tide i suppose intriguing intriguing yeah. okay okay well let, let's reveal all what what's the army uh, to run us through your army list okay so my 650 point uh army list is a last alliance um mm. green allies so it's Num- okay. numenor and uh rivendell so my leader is isildur he's my boy you know he's like <laughs> uh absolutely love the guy um isildur shield on a horse with the ring like he's just he's great um yeah there's that great great thing about Isildur is he he's a, he's an absolute baller without the ring um and then you can just hop him off the horse if you really need him to it's fab well yeah because you can sort of like like sort of shimmy him around a bit and then try and sort of get like a nice cheeky uh six inch sort of away from what i need to and then hop off slip the ring on dive through start dropping fight values you know it's great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, so you've got uh, Isildur and some Numenorians. What what yep. sort of com- composition have you got there? So I've got six Numenorians with shields, uh, six Numenorians with spears and shields, and then three Numenorians with bows and spears to fill his warband of fifty. Oh, okay, bows and spears, nice. Have you done some converting work on those to get those? Or uh, no, well, yeah. So I've got some like uh, these lovely um, spears. I actually, recommend them from. Um, Gripping beasts, um, okay. they're lovely just to put on the on the backs, and nice, I've nice even uh, put bowstrings on them as well. So that's oh, very nice. <laughs> I can imagine that these look really nice already. You'll have to send me some pictures when we're done. Okay, so that's this Isildur. What else have you got? Uh, so in Warband Two, I've got this cheeky chappy Eristor. Mm. Um, yeah, like I think like he's a, just a good solid cheap like fight six heroic strike. You know. He's got a couple of fight points. He's pretty. He's pretty tough, and then he's re-rolling to wound daggers. Um, yeah, they're nasty, yeah. cheeky. Uh, and then he leads five high elf warriors with spears and shields. Uh, one high elf warrior with a spear and a bow. Uh, one high elf warrior with a shield and a banner. And one high elf warrior with a spear, bow, and war horn. Ooh, okay, that's an interesting addition um, for Rivendell. Okay, go, carry on, carry on. Uh, and then three Rivendell knights with shields. Okay, okay, I see where we're going here. That that's that's interesting. Is is that everything, or is there more? Uh, and then just to fill out the list, uh, Warband three. I've got a captain of Numenor. Heavy armor, shield, lance on a horse, on his tod, by himself. Lovely, and that's six hundred fifty points. So, how many points are my? How many models? Uh, how many bows in total? Uh, Twenty nine models, um, eight bows. Um, might it is three seven might. Okay, that's really interesting. That is really because obviously there's no Elrond and um, Gilgalad um, nope. uh, or Elendil, so you've got a lot more models than perhaps a normal Last Alliance army would have at this. But but you've got yep. um, you've still got those two strikes, two big heroes. You got Captain with March. You got some mounted troops. This is interesting. I think it might all come down to the dice roll as to um, as to which scenario we get. So um, we've already heard uh, capture and control and command the battle field from the mail uh, from the uh, match play guide so i'm just going to roll the dice and we'll see what we get so here we go let's see what the next scenario is obviously i'll re-roll if it ends up in a different pool 
big six, big six. So these are the unique scenarios. Uh, so that's either Fog of War, Clash by Moonlight, or Assassination. Let's roll again. And it's a big five. That is Assassination. So uh, let's just uh, do the awkward flick, flick through the book. Uh, <laughs> try and find it. I have no idea because they're still getting used to where these are in this book. Scenario 18 on page 29 if you're listening in, along at home. Uh, so Assassination. Now this is one that I've, I've played once or twice I think but not very often. Um, so just to run through it briefly. Uh, one victory point if you're... Tar- oh, so yes, you, this is the one where you have a target and an assassin. So at the start of the game you secretly note down one of your opponent's hero models this is your target um, and you have a a secretly note down an assassin in your own side um, uh, who is a hero and who may not be your leader so uh, and the victory points go as follows one victory point if your target suffered one or more wounds and if your target suffered one or a wound and your assassin caused one wound it's three and then five if your assassin uh, sorry, if your target is slain, and seven if the assassin caused the fatal wound. And then there's two for killing the enemy leader, one for wounding them, and three for breaking the uh, arm, opposing army, and you're unbroken, and one for breaking the enemy. So, have you played this scenario? I have not. <laughs> okay, that, this gives me a distinct advantage. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm intrigued by this one, because actually, I think this could potentially be a little tricky in some ways for you because i've got one two three four five hobbits that you could choose from um (laughs) uh, to be uh to be the target but i guess on the flip side i've got to try and protect five hobbits while trying to assassinate either a restor or a a, a numenor captain which let's be honest isn't going to be that easy with uh one of my assassins because i can't have um my assassin being anyone uh, that's good because Gandalf can't be the assassin; he's my leader. So, <laughs> hmm, this is interesting. So, so you approaching this? How, what would you go? How would you set out to do this? Uh, so, I would pro- approaching it. I would probably um, make my captain the assassin, just because on his horse he can get around. Um, okay. Obviously, when he charges with his lance, you know he really. Uh, it can really put some pain in. And Eristor, like, is I have sort of, I have him sort of in the sort of line, uh, in the infantry block line. Um, I can sort of look after either one of be sort of trying to protect and with defence seven, two fate, you know, I think it's pretty tough to take down. Well, that's interesting because I think I would go for the um, the captain as my target. Um, and the reason being that, that he's a little lower defence um, and the arrestors had got strike and and just a lot harder to kill um but i'll be completely honest i don't really know which uh, person i would choose as my assassin because <laughs> um i mean i've got I, I, maybe i would go for someone like um the uh, the farmer maggot but i mean does it I, although actually uh, let me double check cuz Oh yeah, if the assassin calls a fight, I might go with Baldo Tulpenny actually, because Baldo Tulpenny can throw pebbles and he might be able to uh, do it from a distance. So maybe yeah. uh, there's also Holfoot. I don't know. I actually, I, I really don't know what I would choose. I think it would probably end up um, coming down to a, a last-minute moment decision. Um, probably Farmer Maggot or Holfoot, to be honest. But um, I think my strategy actually wouldn't really include them anyway. I would be going straight away. I'll be just popping off dozens of shots into um into your captain and i think actually your choice might end up making it difficult for you because 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have chosen a restor to assassinate. So I'd be firing loads of stuff at your captain and you'd be probably aware of that the fact that I'm trying to assassinate him from early on, which might make you a little bit more reluctant to get him stuck in. That is true. That is very true. Um, but then again, who are you going to try and target out of my four squishy hobbits? It just have to... I suppose I'd just have to look at the other side of the game. Um, like, just try and get your numbers down. Mm. Break, you know, break you up a bit. Try and reduce your shots and then... Then I could bring uh, the captain in if there was any potential, you know, left or safe, you know, a bit safer for him. Yeah, um, I have to try it's and not... do the other side of the game. I think. I don't think it'd be easy for me though, because I've got to try and protect five um, hobbits that have all got either one or two wounds, and usually one or two fate, um, or sometimes not very many at all. So it would be very tricky. I'm um, maggots, the only one with two fate, I believe, or two wounds. I may be wrong about that even. So um, it wouldn't take much for you to um, kill them all by accident. I, I would find it. I think it's unlikely either of us will. Um, particularly unless we're both playing particularly well or you're particularly play, playing particularly well um i think it'd be unlikely that one of us would actually get the full seven points for having the assassin kill the target but maybe that's just me me uh, with wishful thinking i don't know what you think no well yeah to be honest I, it could be the fact that you're just trying to squeak the game by one or two points you know if you think i'm not gonna actually like for me so I, i've got no idea which one it could be Right, do I just try and win by you know a couple of points and just try and keep the heroes safe? Right. I think yeah, I I think luckily the um people like Will Whitfoot, Lobelia and Holfoot are probably not frontline fighters. Maggot is a frontline fighter and Boldo I mean, he throws pebbles, so he's, but he's not exactly a fighter. So maybe I wouldn't even be that bothered about getting them into combat because really I just want to be sending the 60 hobbits that I've got towards you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and probably with Gandalf be just neutralising, uh, try and uh, deactivating Isildur and, yeah. um, uh, and Arrestor for most of the game just to try and keep them from churning through too many hobbits at a time. But it's not going to be easy. I think it, I actually think this will be quite a close game. Um, obviously, I don't know how good a player you are, and I'm certainly not a, an amazing player, so it could be uh, depending on how that. I mean, what do you rate yourself as a player? Are you a good competitive player or not? Um, I like to think I've got a good grasp of the game, but I wouldn't say I'm I'm not like a cutting-edge top, you know, uh, top, top player. But I, I like to think I'm okay. Okay. We'll go with the steady average. Well... <laughs> <laughs> a steady average okay I mean so so obviously break I think I, I can't see this this game ending in me um, not being broken I just think the strength four and the Numenor the, the elves with their higher fight as well I mean, I mean obviously you're always pretty much higher fight than hobbits but I guess I've got you outnumbered largely but those those Rivendell knights have churned through hobbits like nobody's business with their lances and I I, I, th- I find it very unlikely if you didn't break me and I'm probably I mean, what did you say you've got 29 models so I've got to kill yeah. about 15 yeah. uh, 15 elves and Numenor yeah. and that's I mean it depends how well the shooting goes so I've got quite a lot of bows but I don't know I, I can't see myself breaking you very quickly but I might I might get the five for killing this uh killing the um, a target. I think you'd get the one or maybe the three for breaking. And then I doubt I'd... I might cause a wound on the leader, but I might be looking to kill him. 
I think I think honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I think you'd have it here. I think you'd have it just because I think you'd easily kill my hobbits um heroes if you were if you were careful. So you'd at least get I think you'd at least get three or five for that. Um probably the five, maybe maybe the seven if you're lucky, um, with which hobbit you chose. Um I think you'd break me, that'd give you ten. I think it's gonna be like a ten ten five, ten six, something like that to you. That's what, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, I suppose, yeah, it could, it's one of those, isn't it? If you didn't get, you know, um, the bit of misplay and say if I'm trying to protect the captain and you end up, like, taking him out and and then, like, you sort of protect your heroes really well and I can't get back in. Um, but the interesting thing is, like, your bows are, they eight, they're 18 inch, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a big downside. So you've got, um, I'm probably actually only going to get one round of, shooting um from the bows and then you're going to be pretty much in there aren't you so oh i haven't even looked at the deployment either oh yeah the deployment is half and half as well so we're, we're i'll probably deploy deploy pretty much um right back in the uh the woods or whatever terrain yeah. hopefully we've got yeah. um and then that that might make my side a bit better but i suppose that you you could you've got some shooting as well, well but I've, I've definitely got the shooting advantage here haven't I? i've got what how many bows have i got two three that's uh i've got something like i've forgotten the number i should have remembered this about 15 bows i think so um that's a lot of that's a lot of shots that'll take your horse out at the very least it's uh, a, it is a lot of bow shots yeah um, so um and of course all the pebbles once uh, once you really clash so so I, i'd like to think i'd get your captain at the very least down to a wound or so before we get into combat and then all it takes is a few uh, four or five hobbits surrounding you three turns in a row and I, i'll get you i'm sure yeah, but, um, I agree, yeah. Uh, especially if i um i could even if i'm really tricksy i could even compel him towards me um, and um, surround you and all that sort of stuff or compel you um, into the range of the um, bows and the, the stones and stuff like that. But I don't know. Well, the, I think I, I do think I would get the kill, but I don't think I'd get the game, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, I'd be interested to actually play it out, yeah. Just to that's the problem that is absolutely the problem with this feature i really want to play all of these games now but i suppose that's the whole point of it um but either way uh, dan thank you very much for coming and taking part in this it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you in 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 the not quite the flesh but in, in person in at least in the sounds over the internets and things and um, uh, so everyone at home get in touch entmootpodcast at gmail.com who do you think would have it here would it be a sealed door and the elves or would it be the 65 hobbits with their bows? Who knows? Who knows? Get in touch. I, I'm really interested uh, in hearing your points. And Dan, thanks very much again for A, the support of the podcast. Um, it's, it's invaluable for the, uh, the support. I really appreciate being a Patreon. Um, and, and for coming on and talking to well, me. Cheers, Harry. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Right, so it's game number four of the Prancing Patrons here on uh, Entmoot, and I'm joined by an Entmoot stalwart, uh, a veteran of the podcast, and, and also a great friend of mine and doubles partner, regular doubles partner, it's Michael Haskell. Hello, Michael. Good evening. H- how are you doing, Michael? First of all, uh, how's lockdown been for you, and how, how has, has it impacted on hobbying? Have you played more, played less, painted more, painted less? What's it been like for you? Oh, definitely played less, um, partly because my younger son is not with us. Um, he's stuck in the Isle of Man, otherwise I would have got some games in. Um, but yes, definitely painted more. I've managed to get through um, a couple of, um, or finish at least one army, uh, finish various units for another, uh, and I'm actually doing some, some 40k at the moment, but that's another story. 
Oh wow, you've you've gone over to the dark side then, Mark. You've been persuaded. <laughs> uh, were, were you a, a? Did you play forty k a lot um, before? Uh, no, not not at all. This, this is just a toe in the water. And again, this is partly for my younger son. It's because he's a big forty k person, but he's as I say he's stuck in the Isle of Man. So I thought, let me do the the the, the half of the Indomitus box set, so that when he comes home, there'll be an army ready and we can have some games. Oh, that'll be, that's a good idea, though. And, and I suppose because there's been less tournaments, there's less pressure on you to, to, to paint up the next Lord of the Rings army, I guess. Is that, that what it's been like for you? Yeah, that's it. Um, I, with the tournaments I had coming up before it all got pushed out to 2021, um, I knew sort of broadly what I wanted to take and, and the little bits I needed to paint up. And I thought I would have enough time to do so. Um, but this working from home period has given me a little bit more time just to a little bit more and just get ahead a bit more with a couple of ideas I've got. Yeah, because uh, you're, you're working from home, you said, but so that, I guess that cuts out a whole commute or I know for you, you work, uh, work away from home. Indeed, yes, it cuts out a whole lot of wasted travel time and sitting in hotel times and having to go out with evening meals with colleagues time and so on. Oh yeah, that, that, I, I get all that completely saved. So now, yeah, yeah, it's all that time spent hobbying, which I suppose is fantastic for yeah. uh, for, for you as well. Yeah, get, get, and, and I suppose now the uh, it means that you've got perhaps an, a new army that you might not normally have had. I know you've kind of hinted uh, to me before what you're planning to take for this uh, Prancing Patron Clash, um, but I guess it's the new book that's just come out. Um, while actually I've been recording the other um, Prancing Patrons, a new book has arrived. Indeed, Quest for the Ringbearer. I think um, I think most of the listeners um, would have picked up that, generally speaking, the community has been very excited about the prospect of this coming up and then the actual delivery itself. And I think it's a fantastic book. I think there's there's so much in there in terms of the narrative scenarios, the new legendary legions, the, 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 the ability to create your own fellowship. I think it's just a great little package. And I think f- for me... Um, even with a new edition of the book, um, uh, the new edition of the rules back in 2018, it still felt like there were some sort of classic baddies from the Fellowship of the Ring. So, you know, whether it's the, where it's the, the, the Nine Riders, whether it's the Balrog, um, whether it's Lurts, that still didn't feel like they really had their moment, as it were. And I think the books addressed all those three by having some great legendary lesions for each. Yeah, 100% with you there. And, and actually, uh, something that I've played a lot of, The Fellowship of the Ring, um, I think finally gets its dues now as well, because it's, it's like a properly decent fighting force. Mm. I mean, it's always been good, but it's always suffered in a, a, a fair few ways. But it's, uh, the new Legend of the Legion has really um, sort of mitigated some of those weaknesses that it's had before. So, yeah, I, I t- I'm totally with you. I'm really excited to try out some of these legendary legions. And, and you and I, um, if you listen back through, to the, through the podcast, you'll hear our attempt using the ring raids back in <laughs> Seven Stones and uh, I think that army is, is one that a lot of people are saying is is, is almost too good now. Yeah, yeah, in- indeed. I think it's going to be fascinating when the tournament scene gets back up and running just to see how many of these legendary legions do make an appearance. I- I've got a suspicion that quite a few uh, will, mm. will, will have their turn on the tabletop. Yeah, absolutely. And even the War in Rohan um, legions didn't mm. really get their time to shine because that was released, what, February or March or something like that. So yeah. um, 
uh, yeah, so lots, lots to dig into. So uh, with that in mind, um, we've got 650 points to play around with. And now the listeners already know what I'm taking. Uh, you have no idea just yet. So I'm going to quickly send you a screenshot of my army list so you can glance at it. But to summarise in the head, um, there's lots and lots of hobbits. 650 points worth of hobbits, 65 hobbits in total, including Gandalf leading uh, the army. So it's a, not, a, not a sort of... Um, uh, what would you call it? The Battle of, uh, of Sh- the Scaring of the Shire kind of army, uh, but more a mixture of some of the characters there. So lots of models. You've got the new sh- uh, mayor model with the banner. We've got Farmer Maggot Boldo, who who can reroll hits with his uh, stones. Holfoot, who gives a benefits to his sheriffs, and just tons and tons of hobbits. So. Um, Michael, first of all, what have you brought to the table? Uh, we've already hinted that it might be from the new book. <laughs> Indeed it is. I think from, from the Fellowship Ring, one of the, 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 the baddies that I really liked, even though it was sort of slightly not canon from a book perspective, was, was Lurtz um, and, and his scouts and the way they sort of descended upon uh, the disintegrating Fellowship uh, and chased them down. So that's what I've gone for. I've gone for Lurtz's Scouts Legendary Legion. Um, okay, and at 650 points, what does that actually look like? Because although I've, I've read some of the special rules, I haven't worked out a, a, an army list or how many orcs you get it. Sorry, orcs you get in it. Have you got Mauher, Ugluk, and Lurts, or is it just Lurts? Yeah, what, what's the composition for you? So obviously, Lurts you have to bring, and you have to bring Mauher as well to actually get everyone to get that eight-inch movement. Um, and Ugluk is, is almost a bit of a no-brainer as well. Um, where, and I've tried this for sort of a couple of combinations points-wise, and where it's just, it slightly doesn't quite work out is in terms of the, the fact you probably need to bring at least five heroes to get all the troops in, um, because outside of alerts, they're all just um, heroes of fortitude. So I've had to, uh, well, had to, I've brought two captains as well as those three heroes. Oh, um, I've gone for one with shield and one with bow. Um, I've brought the drummer as well, again, um, I know I've got um, the capacity for bows, we'll come on to in a minute, but I think just having that additional three-inch movement on top of your eight inches already, um, and a plus the possibility of doing heroic marches, you know, it's going to give you great movement flexibility. Mm. Um, so that that's my, my sort of just the five heroes, three named, two um, two captains and the drummer. Um, and then in terms of just troops, because the, 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 it's quite a narrow series of options that you've got, because um, it's just basically scouts in various combinations... Um, so I've, I've taken um, one scout with a banner uh, and a shield. And in fact, actually, correction, two scouts um, with, with, with a banner and a shield. Um, and then I'm taking 31 scouts with shields and then I'm maxing out on the bows just about by taking 16 scouts with bows. Um, and that takes me to about, I think it's six, four, six points. So I could give some of those with bows a shield just so they can shield if they needed to. But that would be what I'd be, be looking to take. So, wow, so that's still an awful lot of models. So what was it? Did you say 40-something orcs, was uh, it? Uh, uh, the heroes? Yeah, so it should be 55 models. So unless my sums has gone drastically wrong somewhere on my spreadsheet, um, that's how it comes out as. 55, wow, that is insane. That is, And you've got two strikers there with Lurtz and Ugluk. Mauhers is not, <laughs> nothing to be sniffed at with three attacks and fight five, strength five. Uh, you know, that's, he can churn through people. 
and then two captains. So you're going to be loads of you're going to be loaded with might. What's it? So you'll have nine, uh, thirteen mice or something like that, and fifty models. This is going to be insane. And here's me thinking I'm going to I'm going to be absolutely fine in terms of numbers. I've only got sixty-five. Uh, I've I've got sixty-five, not only sixty-five, um, but I've got sixty-five models. But to be fair, they're hobbits. They're not urukai. So this is a scary prospect. I mean, this list is sounding. Sounding ha having a lot of potential with with Lurtz and he's got some bonuses. He's got to throw his shield and he can do a heroic challenge. That I, I'm not still not convinced how often that's going to be useful, but I suppose it's got some benefits occasionally. Um, but yeah, this this is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, and hot off the press, I have actually done mis a miscalculation on my spreadsheet here. I've just double checked, so it actually will be less in terms of um, scouts with shields and scouts with bows. Okay, so it is a little bit. It, less. it will be less. Yes, I've just realised. Oh, right. Okay, well, we'll 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 assume that it's still pretty high in numbers. <laughs> I, I'm guessing we're talking fifty models in total, roughly. With the with the, yeah, if you've got five heroes, you're probably maxing out their warbands as much as you can. So yeah, looking at that fifty, aren't you at least? So um, either way, that's that's pretty impressive. So uh, excusing your your uh, spreadsheet um, miscommunications, <laughs> miscalculation, yes, miscalculations, and um, then uh, we'll 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 assume it's still high. And either way, there's going to be a lot of guys. And I suppose. I suppose they've still got relatively low defence, haven't they? And that, that's a, what they defence five with the with the shield, or is it six with the shield? I think it's five, isn't it? Yeah, it will be five, and that that's why I take the shield because because I vaguely remember someone saying at one point that 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 the step up from four to five is just so crucial. Yeah, yeah, I suppose a lot of the time for normal bows, it's meaning a, a, a jump from four, fours or... I, I can't, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a jump in terms of strength three stuff, isn't it? So, OK, well, this is exciting. So now we've we've worked out the armies. You've uh, ha hopefully had a ch chance to glance at my Hobbits um, lists, but uh, we need to roll for a scenario. So uh, everyone at home will know that um, we've already had pool two, one and three in that order, capture and control, command the battlefield and assassination. So it leaves us with the... Uh, another scenario to roll for. So I'll turn to uh, the page in the book, the scenario pool system on page nine, if you're playing along at home. Uh, so let's uh, roll for it, roll the dice and find out what we get. So it's a six. Okay, so this is good. Um, so it's not been used yet, so we can just go straight onto it. And uh, of those, that's the unique scenarios. It is going to be another six. God, I'm on a roll here. Um, oh, and I've got that down as assassination. It is, that's one of the new ones. Yeah, so obviously I've done something wrong because um, I think in the uh, oh have I, have I done that? So I think I've I've labelled the pool wrong in a previous one. It can't. It was assassination uh, previously, so it can't be in this pool. So I'll have to re-roll again. So because um, I d already did assassination, no, I must have put the numbers down wrong. So let's try again. Uh, it's a six again, so it can't be that. <laughs> it's a four. I've got three sixes in a row. That's amazing. Okay, pool four. Okay, so that's fine. So we're on pool four. Sorry for that. Uh, that's all right. Confusion there. Um, and it's going to be. Scenario two, so this is kill the uh, enemy, so not scenario two, I rolled a two, and got Lords of, of Battle. Lords of Battle, the, the old classic. Right, okay, so yes, we know this one. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's not the new one, sadly, um, so we can't challenge you with something that you haven't played yet. But Lords of Battle, um, for those uh, at home, this is essentially just... Um, killing as many um, models as you possibly can on either side. So, um, And this is the, the wounds the army causes, not just... Um, uh, not just your here, your champion. So, okay, that's interesting, and um, it's a good scenario. I think it's probably a better scenario for you. But how would you approach this? You know that I've got a lot of shots, and you know that I've got a lot of hobbits, and I've got a bit of magic. How do you think you'd approach this? And you know, do you, do you, do you think you've got the upper hand here? Uh, 
That's a good question. So I've just done a quick um, readjustment of my force, and it's actually thirty-seven figures, which is probably okay, okay. which is which it's, feels better. Yes, you're, you're right that the, the original number did feel a bit too high. Um, okay. So how would I approach this one? So we we, we don't know what the bore is going to look like. So we don't know what you know, for example, what the pinch points and cover True. and all that sort of stuff is. So sort of assume it's reasonably open. Um, so I've only got eleven bows, and of course they're they're, they're the eighteen-inch strength three. Um, mm. But you, you are going to outshoot me, um, so I don't think I probably want to sort of stand off really. So I think it's oh, actually. Do you see eleven bows? That's still a lot of bows, and I don't think I've actually got that many more than you because I've got five, twelve, um, fourteen bows. So, mm. uh, oh, th- sorry, fifteen bows because yeah. uh, one's got a warhorn. And um, so fifteen bows. So they're also shooting at eighteen inch, but they're only strength two. So. So maybe, yes, on that basis, then maybe I might try and stand off a little bit and see what happens in the first couple of turns. Um, um, But my inclination would be, um, even though I'm outnumbered, uh, would be to use my higher fight value um, to try and close quickly. I mean, that's the whole point of having this mobile force, that you can close quickly. So even the throw stones option might not be able to come to pass. Yeah, um, I think the the thing that um, I haven't because with Gandalf and his cart, um, uh, obviously I've got fireworks, which is a bonus. But uh, also I've got a, a big, big old bubble of blinding light. And if you've got a lot of bows, I'd certainly be shooting that blinding light up um, for a couple of turns just to go. Look, I can do this, so you might as well come at me. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of that, I, I think so. You're going to be running at me. Uh, you've got an awful lot of models. So yeah, which is more like forty rather than fifty, which makes uh, it's, <laughs> it's still it's still a lot though. And you've got and it's like you say, it's the what when you've reached the range that I'm going to be shooting at. So say you you land at eighteen inches. I'm going to get one sh- turn then, but probably only one more turn after that. So I think I'm realistically only going to get two turns of shooting at most. Um, one of which will have. Um, 15 shots from bows, one of which will have loads of extra stones. But even then, what if, uh, say, I don't know, two-thirds uh, two of them are hit and how many wounds are we getting? Another third of those. So it's, we're only looking at about three wounds maybe per turn from the, um, from the bows. So that's six dead from that, if, if everything's statistical. And then we've got maybe, maybe another few after that. So I might, maybe, if I'm lucky, I might push eight or nine um, dead, which is quite a lot, I suppose. But yeah. um, then, then it's just a matter of what your tr- heroes are going to do, and your heroes are going to absolutely muller me because I've got nothing to combat your heroes. I've got Gandalf, so yes, he can neutralise um, Lurts or he can try and neutralise uh, uh, Mauher or whatever. But those Urukai uh, captains and uh, are all just going to churn through hobbits like like. A hot knife through butter, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's lurks with that heroic challenge option would be the one to explore. And again, this has come up on a couple of the, the, the commentaries on, 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 on Quest of Ringbearer. Because if he wins a heroic challenge and kills, I think it allows him to accrue might over and above his, 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 his ceiling, as it were. Um, so that would be, the, the, you know, how do I use lurks and does Gandalf close him down? Um, but yeah, even, if he, think... even, even if he does, I've still gone, you know, I've still got another three heroes. Um, yeah, to start and I think in through. this one, because my heroes are so 
well, pants, basically. That uh, Other than Gandalf, and, and I'd, I'd imagine you won't be trying to charge Gandalf um, as much as the others, but I suppose you, he's not a, a, exactly well, a scary monster, so actually you'd probably want to jump into him and stop him from doing the magic. Um, well, but, I say that, I mean, we must remember that Farmer Maggot won the, won the recent Games Workshop little competition, didn't he? In the... <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I can't see how that would be. He did get his dogs, didn't he, in that? So, <laughs> yeah. Either Either way, I, I think I think I'm going to really struggle once the heroes connect. Yes, I might be able to neutralise one or two at a time, but they're all going to be. If you've got any uh, sense, and I know you do, you'd be charging those straight into the the relatively squishy heroes, and you'll be getting might points back for the time of heroes special rule in Lords of Battle. Of course, for, getting, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be getting points for that, and then as you say, if you can challenge Holefoot or Boldo or. Uh, uh, Lobelia, then you might be able to get um, some more back from for uh, from Lurts, and that'll also keep me uh, from you know irritating him and surrounding him with loads of models. So I think my my hope here is probably going to be taking as many models out in the first turn that I've got. So say if I do get that roughly ten kills, and that's only being that's only a quick math, so it might be less than that even if I do follow statistics. So if, say if I get 10 kills, I've got you down to 30. I'm, I'm still only outnumbering you by 2 to 1. I've got to really, really um, pull my weight. I've got a couple of I've got one banner effect. You've got two banners. Yeah. Um, you don't have any spears, but neither do I. So I, I really, really don't fancy my chances in this one, Michael. I don't know uh, how, <laughs> if you can see it any other way than I can. Well, I've got two banners in, and again, this this was a tip that that, that someone suggested, um, especially with the scout force, because as you say, there is no second line, there is no spear support. So having that banner gives you that potentially that second dice roll. Obviously, you could shield, um, and and that may be something I need to do on the flanks, for example, depending on how the uh, how the lie of the land is from a scenario perspective or scenery perspective rather. Um, but yes, I think I would rely on the, those two banners and positioning those to get the. The, the equal dice rolls, hopefully, to then come out on top with my higher fight value. Yeah, I think what I, I'd probably try, um, uh, if I was trying to counter this properly, I, I'd, I'd probably try and push myself to kind of one side of the battlefield and and hope that, that I can and kind of uh, leave a sort of smattering of people on one side and hope that I can spread your line a bit um, bit thinner and then might be able to, if I push the weight of... Weight of um, you know the more uh, fighty heroes like your farmer maggots and Gandalf to, r- town to one side and push it round the back and maybe try and target the archers who are a bit easier to kill and, and things like that I might be able to just break through and, and kill enough to break you in time and I don't think you get the um, the special rule about uh, the sixty the 66% rule so all I need to do is halve you and then hopefully it will be a bit better but I really, really don't fancy my chances here. I, what do you think? Do you, if if we're being honest here, who do you think's got the upper hand? It, it, if you stretch me out too far, then potentially that might allow me to concentrate on a smaller group of people, so to, or smaller group of hobbits, so that, that there is mm. that to it. And, and Uglet's got the, the, the rulers need for, to, to retain the courage as well um, that I might be able to use if, if I got, got into a little bit of trouble. I guess one thing to think about, is 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 who does Lurtz choose to throw his shield at? Because that I've got <laughs> yes. got plenty of choice there. So yeah, it, it feels like um, that I would be in with a shout on this one, um, but I think it 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 it, it will be down to um, yeah, be down to those dice rolls as it were, um, as it always well, is. I guess, yeah. and the fact you've got greater numbers, and will that eventually whittle me down and wear me down or not? 
Yeah, and, and honest, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I think that I probably wouldn't have the advantage. I've only, I'm, I'm outnumbering you roughly two to one um, if, we, if, if the shooting goes my way. And, and I don't think two to one is going to really be enough here because you've got banners, you've got more banners, so you're going to have a... And you're going to be killing me almost every time, whereas most of my hobbits are going to really struggle to uh, kill. They're still only strength two. Um, so they're wounding you on sort of sixes and you're going to be killing me on fours so even if I'm, I do outnumber you occasionally I'm, I'm not going not gonna to win I suppose I've got the little bubble of Holfoot and his sheriffs who can um, uh, be burly but even so I think yeah sadly it's going to be going down to you I think you'll get a, a fair few kills so let's if, if, we, if I really analyse the points value I'd say you know we're, we're probably you're probably going to maybe You'll probably win the. Um, you'll definitely win the kill tally. I think so. I think you'll get more. So I think you probably get the three points at least than that. Um, I think you might struggle to get twice as many, but you, you might just about pip it. So you, let's say you get three or five yeah. of that. Um, I think you will struggle to kill me as an enemy leader, but I, I don't think I'll unless I get a really good lucky few turns neutralising you and surrounding you with hobbits, I don't think I'm likely to kill you either. So I think it's going to probably come down to something along the lines of you breaking me uh, and killing me. Uh, so you get the three for that and then maybe five or... So I think it'll probably come down to like a five... Uh, sorry, a six or eight nil victory to you, if I'm completely honest. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, it, 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 that sounds plausible. I, th- I think it could be a little bit tighter than that. Um I, um, I, I could see me possibly squeezing the three, but it's still, it's still one of those things that could go either way. I think so. Um, um, I think. I mean, ultimately, I think it'd be a really good game. Actually, it'd be an interesting game. I think. I think this is the issue with this. Uh, this feature is that they all sound like they're going to be quite interesting games. And honestly, I, I, I don't know how this one would work at all because. Uh, although yes, I think um, I've got the uh, I'm, I'm slightly down on advantages in terms of numbers and things like that. I do genuinely think that that it it, it would probably come down to how well my shooting goes, and if there's plenty of stuff in the way, for example, um, that severely whittles my opportunities to to do damage. So if you've even got one turn where, where most of your army is obscured by terrain, then I think it probably do me in, and that that'd be the end of me. But if it's a more clear board. Maybe if it was fighting in the Shire rather than the forests uh, near Amon Hen, then maybe we'd be okay shooting over fields rather than through the forest. But yeah, because even with forests, I've got the woodland creature, so that that, exactly. that works for me yeah. as well. So how how would you play with Gan- how would you use Gandalf? I mean, obviously you, you, you talked about the blinding light early on. How how would you? I think I think the uh, if I'm honest, the only thing I can really think about doing that's going to be useful is going to be neutralising the odd hero. And then m- maybe trying occasionally to, and obviously blinding light. I mentioned the shooting to stop you doing that. But um, he's he's not really a killer, and he's got a cart. Which if I maybe if I had him on a horse, being more sensible, I might be able to actually chop through a few urukai. But I, if I don't know, I, I I'm maybe maybe this is my problem. I'm not actually sure what I I do with Gandalf in this uh, in this thing and there's a usually there's a very clear objective with someone like Gandalf you go okay I'm facing against Aragorn I'm facing against whatever um and I know I need to neutralize that person but with you having so many heroes it feels like almost a a bit of a waste to have him doing that sort of stuff so I, I'm almost tempted to think well maybe I could try and sorceress blast people into Lurts or people into um uh, your other heroes to try and you know try and get some cheeky wounds off and at least knock them over a couple of times but I'm, not, I, if I'm completely honest. 
I don't know what on earth I'd do with Gandalf. I'd probably be lost lost with him, and I wouldn't know what to do. So maybe I'd, I'd try and get him into a fight against someone like, um, I don't know, uh, someone against uh, Lurtz or or Mauher and just hope that the strikes work out my way and I, I, I get a kill off him with, with a few hobbits and supports. But... Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tricky. I think. I mean, would you try and sort of draw alerts out? Would you try and compel him out and and try and surround him type scenario? Would, is that a tactic you'd think of of deploying? Well, now you've suggested it, Michael. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not on not on form today. Uh, but yeah, that's not a bad shout because with the the eight inch movement, I suppose it's it, it will pull them really far out, um, a, a, an extra four. But even so, they're not. I don't know. It, 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 it's possible because it would it would leave give me a few chances. But yeah, I think uh, I think I don't know. I, that's that's. I think I've probably spent far too many points on Gandalf, and I still don't have an, a clue what I'm going to do with him. So, well, I, either way, it's 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 an interesting idea and an interesting thought experiment. And the more I uh, the more I talk to people about this list and what I would uh, try and succeed with, I'm not 100 percent sure I'm convinced it's a good list. It's not got enough heroes that. Uh, that, that can do the do the deed really it's got a lot yeah. of troops but pack, pack um, the punch as it were yeah exactly and and um maybe maybe if i'm against even slightly bigger army than half uh half my numbers i'm i'm going to struggle so either way michael uh it, it's it's been fab uh, having a chat with you and having a catch up and having a chat about all this yeah. all things hobby and uh even if i think you've probably got uh put the post on this one um we'll have to reunite at the tabletop at some point uh, in the not too distant future and and find out for for real who who gets the best of the dice rolls and i'm sure it'll be me because it's usually <laughs> best of, but in terms of rolling dice it usually is me um well michael I, I, it's a pleasure again to have you on the podcast thanks thanks for coming on and joining me well thanks for asking me to come along no, I, I, so I really appreciate it, especially all the support with the, the prancing patrons. You know, the, this is this is the the value you the extra value you get for contributing and helping out with the with the podcast and it's all its fees that uh, to host the podcast. So I really appreciate that, Michael. Thank you very much again. Right, many, many thanks, Harry. So we return for the fifth game of the Prancing Patrons Part 2 and returning uh, from the previous Prancing Patrons is Jono. Jono Witz, thank you very much for joining us again. Hi. Hi, yeah. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. You're most welcome. Um, we're just chatting a little bit off air about uh, the last time you came on. It was June. It was many, many months ago now. But um, you came on and you spoke about a, a Boromir-led Minas Tirith horde. I think I described it as. Um, uh, That's right. So that that was uh, quite a big force. But I'm, I'm guessing, hopefully, that you've come up with something different, or I don't know, maybe not something different. Maybe you've f- uh, f- finessed uh, this uh, the Minas Tirith army since then. We'll we'll find out in a second. Um, but in the meantime, it's been so many months, John. What what's hobbying and um, Lord of the Rings strategy battle gaming been like since since June for you? Um, pretty quiet to be honest. I had one game um, with a friend uh, that was that was pretty good. Nice to get back into it, um, and that was just at his house, so it's like socially distancing and things. But it was uh, yeah, good to get back into it, and that's really about it to be honest. Um, it's taken a bit of a, a hit on me really, just. Yeah, lost a lot of motivation to do to do anything hobby related, but it is getting back now. Yeah, a few I mean, things I th- on the table ready to go. 
I think I think everyone's probably in the same boat. It's it's very hard to keep motivation when you're not really able to play the game as much. And I know with with the Middle Earth strategy battle game, it's much much more difficult because it's not as common to come across as say you know your 40k or your uh, other gaming system. So it can be quite difficult to find that motivation if you're not having the games. But I'm glad to hear that you had a game. What what kind of game was it? Was it a, a scenario or was it just a little uh, quick match play game? How did it go? Yeah, it was just a uh, match play game um, using a similar list to what I've got today. Um, hopefully, I've just um, sorted it out a little bit better. Um, and it was pretty close. Uh, he's quite an experienced player, but I managed to hold my own and just about hang in there. He did beat me in the end, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good match, close and uh, really enjoyable. Really good to get back into it. Oh, fantastic! Give him a shout out. What? Who's this that you were playing? Uh, so that's Josh. Uh, yeah. He's uh, one of the guys that we play battle companies with. Oh, fab. Oh, well, a big shout out to Josh, who uh, is obviously, uh, uh, if he's been lucky enough to have one game with you, he must be a, um, you know, a, a good Middle Earth man in your, your area. So oh, definitely, yeah. Ah, that's a good sign. So uh, moving on then, so you mentioned you've already teased a, a bit about the list. Um, I've given you the challenge of a 650-point list, and we can talk through uh, how we might encounter a specific scenario in a second. But... Um, did you find that 650 points is is that your kind of number because i must say i quite like this points value yeah it feels um yeah it was a good number it, it's a bit more than i usually have played with like mainly being a battle companies player but um it was quite nice to have that extra points amount to add yeah. new things into yeah i can imagine that that's the case um so what what army have you gone with and um yeah, yeah well tell, just let's just go through it run me through your army list and i'll i'll send you mine uh while you're while you're running it through it so you can have a glance while i'm explaining a little bit more because everyone of course at, at home knows what mine is but what's your army list johnny cool so it's a moria list um Ooh. so we've got four war bands the leader is going to be derbas uh and he's got a cave troll with a spear six prowlers and four moria goblins with spears um then the second warband is going to be uh grob groblog is it mm -hmm. groblog uh and he's got a, another cave troll uh seven black shields and three moria goblins with spear and then we've got a shaman uh, with four goblins with bow and then finally we've got ashrak who's got four giant spiders all with venom um, three black shields and three goblins with spear, and that all comes to dead on the six fifty. Ooh, so there's there's the giant spiders in there. That's sneaky. So that's the they're just they're they're not the Mirkwood spiders. So they're not the ones that spit poison, but they are quite strong in combat. Are they that strike strength five two attacks that kind of vibe? I think that's right. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. And you also mentioned two. Was it two cave trolls? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, so two cave trolls. And was it Black Shields as well? Good about Black Shields? Oh, sorry, Moria Black Shields are called. Moria Black Shields, yeah. So we've got um, 10 of them all together, split seven and three across the two warbands. Right, okay. And they're the ones that are defence six with a higher courage, aren't they? So they're about yeah, double, right. the pr double the price for Moria Goblin, but defence six. Okay, so that's interesting. I've just sent you my army list. So by now, you, you might have a, have a quick glance at it, and yeah. you'll know that there's 65 hobbits in there. Um, and there's a Gandalf, nice. and then there's a variety of, of minor heroes. Um, so first of all, just just clarify, what's your how many might points are you going to have, and how many models have you got on your list, roughly? So there's 40 models. 40, okay, so it's lots. 
Yep, and let's see, three, six, there's eight might points on that. Okay, so actually, I think I've got I've got your might points. I think I've got a few, maybe only just a, one or two extra than you, or maybe even only one extra, or if that. Anyway, so I've got some more might points than you, yeah. um, uh, and I do have a, a heroic striker in the shape of Gandalf with some magic. But I suppose it'll come down to which scenario we end up rolling that might uh, help us come up with some sort of strategy. So, so listeners at home will know that I've got uh, we've played something from pool two, pool one, pool six, and pool four of the match play guide so we've had capture and control command the battlefield assassination and lords of battle which leaves five and three left which are the uh which from what i can gather are the object scenarios yes that's right and the maneuvering scenarios so on a one two three i've got a dice right here it'll be the um object scenarios and a four five six will be maneuvering so let's roll for it it's a two so that's object scenarios so uh let's roll again that's a three, so that's destroy the supplies. Have you ever played this one before? Um, I think I might have, actually, in Battle Companies. Oh, okay, yes, I think it's got a very similar vibe to the Battle Companies one. So let me just yeah. have a look at the page, because if I'm honest, I don't think I have played this one. <laughs> so you've already got an advantage, but I know I've, I've certainly looked at it, and this is the one, it's, from, it's one of the newer scenarios. Uh, there's six objectives, all kind of, basically, you've got a 12-inch deployment on each side, and in the middle of... You, of your front line of your 12 inch deployment so 12 inches on there's an objective and there's um, another objective 12 inches left and 12 inches to the right and there's three of those on each side and essentially uh, you've got to get to the opponent's side uh, getting base contact with these um, uh, these supply markers and destroy them and you get two points for each uh, supply marker that's been destroyed and then you get more points for killing uh, enemy leaders breaking and having a banner as well which is interesting and you can shoot the the uh, the things I think no you can't you just just destroy it so you've got to just be a base contact uh, blah, 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 and that's it okay so that's interesting so with that in mind um, what do you think your your plan would be um, here because obviously I've got a lot a lot of hobbits you've got yeah. a lot of models too um, but you also have a couple of cave trolls and stuff so yeah. what, what would your what would your ambition be so when I was thinking about this I thought that I could sort of split these four warbands into kind of two groups. So we've got the Durvas one and the Groblog one that are more of the heavy hitters. Um, they've also got the Cave Trolls with them who have got, uh, well, they've got Terra and Burley and they can throw stones. So they're yeah. probably, I'm going to be sending them out uh, to get, get to those um, objectives. Uh, the other two, the Shaman and the Ashrak one, Ashrak in particular with his giant spiders, I guess I'm going to be using that one to sort of run interference and try and keep your guys away from the objectives that they're trying to get to. Okay. Um, and then the Shaman, I chucked him in because I had some points left over. Um, he's got Transfix and he's got a couple of the goblins with bow. So he's going to be kind of in the middle, just doing something, trying to slow things down. Um yeah, so I think it it would be send out the two heavy hitting ones, keep Ashrak somewhere towards the back, but kind of in there, maybe more in the middle actually, and then keep the shaman at the back. Yeah, I suppose you'll want to have um Ashrak kind of well, with his spiders ready to move across and pounce and fill in any gaps to try and do that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm right in thinking the, the Ashrak sort of gives a load of buffs to spiders, doesn't he? So he gets like Yeah, that's right. 
you said did you you paid the points for the venom didn't you so, yeah. so they get to reroll wounds and they also is it you get something is it like a, a special wound thing when he's in combat with someone or something? that's right yeah like so that? if he gets i think if he he loses the fight um on a four plus so the the opposing player has to roll and on a four plus they get paralyzed basically right okay I think so, that's he's, right. he's probably unlikely to get into uh, combat as often as possible because he's not like a big fighting hero, is he? That's no, no, he's not. But it's useful when he does. He's got the the, the bonus. And um, and I notice I've just just turned to the page and he's got shroud of shadow. So that yeah. basically gives people the power of the ring, um, which is is that right or is it the other one where it stops shooting? Uh, it's the one. It requires a courage test and halves the fight value. Yeah. Okay. That's that. So yeah, that's the ring one. That, that's that's pretty powerful. That's quite useful. And it's got a twelve inch range in it. So so you could potentially give a spider. Um, the power of the ring and half fight value and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty, pretty nasty. So, so that's cool. And um, so, I guess my um, immediate response to to your kind of suggestion is, I'm, I'm going to be basically firing my bows pretty heavily at your trolls. Um, I don't want to have trolls uh, hurling hobbits around and um, generally causing all sorts of problems because those trolls, as soon as they get into combat, I think they're going to cause me. A world of pain, and I'm going to have no way of uh, destroying them. I've, I've got obviously Gandalf, so I can take um, perhaps uh, transfix one a few times, but I can't deal with two at once, so I need to take one of those trolls out. Um, and I think the fact that you're sending your stuff, uh, halving your army, might give me an advantage there. I think I'd hopefully creep forward a little bit, uh, in largely in a long straight line, and then I'd I'd. Wait until you're within, because I've only got 18-inch bows. So I'd maybe move forward the first turn, get my bows ready in front of all the objectives, uh, on my side anyway, and then hope that once your troll starts coming at me, that I can go, right, I can take that out. And then if I'm lucky in an early turn, I might kill the troll. But Because uh, I've got, I, I think it was about 10 or 12 um, archers that I've got. So with that, that's quite a lot of shots. And uh, what it, so I say if I hit two-thirds of the time, um, I'm looking at, say, six six, seven shots hitting a troll. And that should be one wound a turn for a couple of turns. And then um, I've got a lot of stones when you're really close. So I'm hoping I'll have get I've got rid of a troll. Um, and then once the troll's gone down, I'm going to feel a lot more confident because if you're uh, leaving your army in halves, I'm thinking push everything forward, surround the stuff in the middle. And if if you've... Uh, did you say you'd sent your leader forward, Derbers? Yeah. yeah right, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to use Gandalf. I'm going to I'm going to get get Derb. Uh, I'm going to basically transfix the troll, um, and then so he's not causing any issues. And I'm going to get into Derbers with with my fight five, my strength five, um, my 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 chat, my cart, and um, so I'm going to charge into him, surround you with hobbits, and hope that I I kill Derbers. And actually, I think by that point, I'll have killed the troll. I'll have killed you. Um, your uh, your leader, hopefully, hopefully, obviously, Gandalf's a lot more resilient than a Derbers, so um, I'm hoping that I'll have killed, um, the, got that, and I think that might mean that you think, crap, I've got to face some, uh, get some points back here. We've got to get some victory points somehow, and I don't know how, but maybe if uh, that would entice you out and pull some people away from your objectives. And that's when I start hopefully spilling my hobbits, kind of spilling over the sides and, and moving around the corners, and maybe I might get a cheeky objective. But um, that's the hope. I think what would be difficult for me is to stop you from 
um, getting your spiders nipping through uh, once once the lines have clashed because it'd be very easy for you to go screw it let's send a spider through especially if you've got Shroud of Shadows because you can just basically avoid me completely and uh, and shoot through my line so that would be my plan and I'd hope that that would be enough but I think that once once I kind of get into the nitty gritty of it it'll be very difficult for me to beat 40 goblins so if but i think if you follow through with the the plan you've just told me i might have a chance what do you think i'd be yeah i'd be worried i think i'd be losing this one to be honest um i picked the the prowlers and well the black shields really because they've got the extra uh defense and the prowlers got the extra uh strength yeah um but yeah i guess i'd just be focusing on the objective to be honest most games that i've played and lost which is well most games i've played uh, <laughs> at least you're honest well yeah <laughs> it's it never really helps me because i always try and split my force and try and do something like a pincer move or something like that and i just splitting it never works and yet i never learn my lesson and just go for it anyway um but yeah i think just playing the objective just trying to focus on that and trying to play for the win i guess uh, from that point of view, yeah, I think the advantage that you'd have here is the spiders, because um, especially if you if you do leave them back, which is not a bad idea, and it would mean that you've got the room to sneak them around the edges. And there's not much I can do against a, a spider that's moving. Is it ten or is it twelve inches? I don't know, but either way, it's going to be hard for me to counter that because that's you know nearly three times, uh, two or three times my movement. So it's going to be tricky to do that. And once you've nipped round, you'll be able to send those spiders along and burn every one of my objectives. And I think I'd be resistant to um, to splitting my force in the same way that you've mentioned, mainly because you've got much harder hitting stuff. So whether it's the spiders or the prowlers or, or whatever, they're all much tougher. They'd kill hobbits like nobody's business. And also, it's not often that Moria goblins are, um, have a fight value advantage, but you would have an advantage against a lot of stuff. So, uh, certainly against my militia anyway. So, it would be tricky. It would be, be tricky. But the one advantage I do have, the spiders are very low defence. They're only defence three, aren't they? So, yeah. maybe if I if I push everything forward, sh- shoot the, the troll, get that out of the way, get one of them at least, and then leave the archers at the back of the stuff and obviously engage when I need to. But, just making sure that I've got enough range to perhaps pick off a spider if it goes through, and you know, with ten shots, I should be able to take a spider out um, if it if it sneaks into into range. And at least having them those archers in places where it be it threaten the the idea of you you sending those spiders through. I think that would be that'd be good. And I think often when when you do something demoralizing like take out a troll in two turns of shooting with with hobbit archers it puts people off like it, it might you might be thinking oh i don't want to send my spiders through those those deadly hobbit archers so um, maybe that would work but i don't know i i do think I, I do think i've got a good chance if i think about it carefully of of getting your um your leader for the two points and i think because if you do split your army up in the way that you've suggested i might have a good chance of of breaking you before I get broken, because um, if I'm lucky, I'll be able to neutralise the troll, kill another troll, and then I'll have maybe forty, uh, well, fifty, sixty hobbits ganging up on around twenty-ish um, guys, uh, of, uh, goblins of yours. So I think it, it might be quite, you know, quite easy. Not easy, easy, but like you know, it might be plausible yeah. to actually break you. And I think that would give me the four. But the problem is, it's, the end game ends at a quarter, so 
it would be the time between that as whether you can get, whether I can quarter you quickly enough to to before you've managed to realize oh crap I'm broken I need to get the spiders through and grab those objectives I might be able to get one objective but um, I think I'm looking at a four and I want it to be a four nil if I'm honest four nil for this I'll get the two for the breaking you and two for killing your enemy leader and I want to end it as soon as I possibly can because I I think I'd struggle to counter those spiders in time but I think you'd probably you'd be good if you've got three spiders it's not going to be hard for you no I mean losing Derbas would be quite a a big hit because he's got the 12 inch stand first with his yeah, iron fistral. Oh, yes. um, mm. so if he goes down that that is going to hurt quite a lot I think um, I don't think it'd be that difficult for me to get him if I'm completely honest I mean obviously it depends where you put him and if you put him right at the front obviously then it would be a lot easier I might even be able to pull him out of the lines by commanding him or something along those lines but um, you know I can even I can put up terrifying aura from Gandalf so that you're harder to charge and, and I can do things like um, you know uh, either uh, smash sorceress blast someone into into Durbers, knock them over and get some wounds off that way there's there's a few things that I could do I feel like I could I could um get him out of get him out of action I suppose but yeah. um it would rely the, the the good thing that you've got is there you've got three threats you've got a troll a Durbers, and a, another troll and I really really need to take out at least one of those trolls otherwise I'm screwed cuz Gandalf and certainly none of the other Hobbit heroes can manage uh, to take on uh, guys like that. I don't even have any other strikes in Miami, which was perhaps an oversight on my behalf. But I do have 65 Hobbits, so hopefully they'll churn through. But trolls are good at churning through Hobbits. So it's a tricky one, a tricky one. I think it'd be, yeah, I mean, I think you'd, you'd outplay me just any day normally anyway. Well, um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the Moria... I mean, I don't know. I've never been to a tournament, so I couldn't say. But they they seem to be quite an underplayed force, as far as I've I've seen. Um, but they, I mean, they've got a lot of uh, variety in them. They do, yeah. I think there are a couple of people I know. A guy called Barney Menzies, who have, has spoken on the podcast before. He's he's been a bit of a veteran of uh, of the goblins and has been very good with them. And Jasmine, who's been on the podcast a few times, used to be a real big uh, Moria goblin and uh, the other goblin player town player so uh, there, there, there's 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 chance there um and there's got they've got some meaty stuff and a, and a, ho- a goblin horde is pretty good um i'm i'm not sure about cave trolls myself i think they might they might just be on the cusp of being a little too low defense um because if i honestly given the choice with shooting at defense five or defense six um trolls i'm gonna shoot the defense six trolls because it's there's not a lot of difference for bows so yeah. it, they're, they're a big target and Unless they get in, then it could be tricky. But I don't know. I mean, you, you have heard my, have heard the podcast, right? I mean, you know I'm not a great player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but I think you probably, yeah, you probably school me a bit. <laughs> well, a <laughs> well it, it'd be fun to give it a go. And, yeah, and as I've been saying on these podcasts um, uh, throughout the, the show, it's been, it, it was always interesting. And especially because the, the objectives do make a big difference. Because I think in a straight fight, um, you'd probably be more inclined to send your your guys forward, and that would be it. Whereas in a in a fight where where you, you've got to protect objectives, it seems like you might play it a bit more cautiously, which actually might be the wrong thing. Whereas I'm going to just send my guys forward because I, I I don't know. I need I just need to overwhelm you, and and maybe that's yeah. a mistake in the sense that if I if I don't send my guys forward, then you have to come and send spiders and stuff to me. But I kind of need to take 
take the uh, the chance and overwhelm a half of your force if you're going to give that that option. So, um, either way, uh, John, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, catching up and chatting again and uh, and finding out your your um, your theories and uh, your new list as well. So, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast again and and joining us for another prancing patron special. No, thank you. Yeah, it was really good. Nice to. Uh put it up put it all together well thank you very much we'll, we'll talk to you next time hopefully so the final final game of the podcast uh, it's it may be a patreon special but I, i've decided i'm going to throw in some special guests if i'm going to do this in the future so uh, special special guest indeed for today's podcast i've featured on uh, their podcast very many times um and I, I've, I've even interviewed some of the members of the green dragon podcast but today finally uh, in his debut appearance on Entmoot podcast. It's Jeremy from the Green Dragon. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Harry. Thanks for so much for having me on the Entmoot. It's been very. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while from a, a long way off from your your whole team. Which uh, I, I've heard a rumor it's just you, but I can't believe someone could be so productive with just one person. But I'm very happy to be on. Well, I know. Yeah, just 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 me, really, isn't it? But you know, it, it's it's a, it's a collaborative effort because of course everyone who is interviewed and part of the podcast is is a key contributor and i love uh, to have lots and lots of different voices on the podcast so it's great to have you here as one of the so i suppose the eminent uh, voices of the uh, of the middle earth world i mean it's it's almost a crime that i haven't spoken to you so far on this podcast although we, i've spoken to you and yours yeah it is a little bit actually i think you've been a bit shy about uh, me possibly diluting your your listenership or, or poisoning them or anything like that, that that may happen but I, i'm not going to take any responsibility for it you've got full editing control so if i say anything that 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 would just pass, like get hit by your senses you can definitely get rid of that i'm sure yeah absolutely uh, to be honest i'll probably just leave it completely uncensored unfiltered the way you like it yeah i, I know you like your uh, opinions uncensored and unfiltered so you're more than welcome to share your controversial opinions today <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. So I've, I, we've been through the podcast already um, and had five games uh, of sorts, uh, internet games um, uh, over the lockdown period and, and all this sort of stuff. But uh, kind of talking through our 650 point army list each. Now, everyone who's been listening, um, unless they've paused a few times throughout the podcast, because it's going to be a long one, um, has already knows my army. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to send you my army list now. Um, and uh, if you could just... Walk me through the 650 points army list that you've prepared, and then I'll explain a little bit about mine um, while you're glancing at it in a second. So, Jeremy, what 650 point army have you come up with to counter my deadly, deadly list? Okay, so look, I want to just show you my models. I know it's an audio format, but I think it's it's really good. So, if I can direct your attention over to this side, I've got my leader, and my leader is leading a Lothlorien force. I've of course gone for Caliborn, and as you can see, I've used the model with heavy armor, shield, and an elven made hand and a half sword. The best kind of hand and a half sword there is and I, I've gone for this winter theme this time so I've got lots of blues in it some greys in it it's very different from my other scheme but I really like it it really pops on the tabletop so Caliborn is my leader he's an elf lord he is fantastic well He's okay, but he's he's running at about 150 points, so he's he I've got to get my worth out of him. He's good. So he's leading a warband with Galadrum Court. You can see these really long pikes. I've got the old metal ones as well, so they're not snapping off as we play or anything silly like that. Um, you, can you see the flag on that that one over there? That one is my. Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. that's my banner. So I've got a banner bearer Galadrum Court just for the looks. I actually think the banner is probably better on something else in my army, but I've got to get this best painting points. I've got to go for that. I've got to make sure it's it's appropriate for everyone around. So I've got eight Galadrum Courts. One of them has a banner, and that's my first warband. 
Okay, so that's a big war. But you've got a Lord of the West right there, top of the the, the bill. And and you mentioned he's he's good, but he's not amazing. That's interesting because uh, obviously Lord of the West, he gets some bonuses. But I guess the downside here is he doesn't have a horse. Main mainly, yes. I sometimes have trouble getting him where I need him to be. So he's got basically all the profile you could possibly want as an infantry model. He's got the heroic actions that I like to use. I use a lot of heroic strike, heroic defense I've used a couple times in this event, so that, that does well when occasionally you have to face off a Balrog or something really nasty. Uh, he's got terror, which is very nice. Woodland creature. I noticed that there's a few wooded boards, not too many here, which is a bit of a shame, but um, I'm, I'm happy there's there's a few. But yeah, the Lord of the West has just been, been doing brilliantly for me because um, I, I tend to roll low on the first set of dice, but having those re-rolls really really does help me. So I love that one. And yeah, so he, and he's also got the standfast, which believe it or not, hasn't really come into it so far. He's got a very good standfast, but I'm not failing much courage test. Don't worry about me there, but he's got a courage of seven. So that's fantastic. And I fully kitted him out. So he's got to, he's got to do some attacking. He's also got some magic, which uh, does its job occasionally, but most of the time I end up being too conservative with it, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I completely forgot he even had magic. What spells does he have? So the aura of command on a two plus is like, once again, easy way to pass courage tests. Uh, Enchanted Blades is a good one. So on a range 6, on a 3+, plus, he can give someone a better chance of wounding. That's particularly good with some of the other heroes in my list. And then he's also got a Immobilize, which is my go-to spell. 12 inches, 3+, plus, just pause something in place. And what I like to do with it is just take a model that's, that's in a bottleneck and just freeze it for a turn. So it stops the rest of the army moving around it. So things like Wags, I love to immobilize a Wag just to, just to throw off the game plan a bit. Oh, that's interesting. And and those you, you mentioned Guard of the Gladrim Court as well. So you've got some Fight Six uh, mixing up the uh, Warband as well. Yeah, and these guys are so brilliant at scaring heroes because most heroes are, are under Fight Six. So if they come and attack me, I just poke a Guard of the Gladrim Court behind whatever they attack and these guys keep nice and safe, but they also go and help and provide lots of support. They're beautiful models. I really do like them and... and I, I think they, they they really stand out on the battlefield. The, the metal ones, so they are perfect. They don't they don't break anything like that, and I'm just really proud of them. Fantastic. Okay, so that's warband number one. What, what's the rest mm. of your army? You've got lots more points to fill. I do, I do. I've got plenty more points to fill. So in warband two, I've gone for Haldir, but I've gone for something that's that's not usual combination of wargear for him. I've gone for an elven cloak. And an elf bow. So he doesn't have the armor. So I've gone for the old, uh, like, pajama elf version of Haldir. So like the one you'd meet in the, the Fellowship, essentially. So he doesn't have the armor, but he does have the elven cloak. So if there's a little bit of a pebble or something he can hide behind, he can't be targeted from long range, which is pretty handy. He's got some of the heroic actions that I like. He's got the strike again. He's got three might, so that's another three strikes if I need it. And he actually is my striker. I liked it. He's fight six. Fantastic, good there. Uh, the the two shots with the the bows pretty handy. The expert shot, so that that's helped me out a few times. And the final blow when it comes off, it's so much fun because if he dies, he gets to hit everyone with a strength four attack, which is just so much fun. Yeah, that that's a really cool special. And it, I think it's one of those ones because it's a new special rule. People perhaps maybe forget about it, um, uh, especially when you're charging at Haldir and you think, yeah, we're going to kill this guy, and then he he manages to kill you in his last blow. That can be pretty frustrating if that happens. Yeah, sometimes you can you can. Throw throw people off by just throwing him out on his own and they, they they can't resist it they've got to go in with everyone they possibly can and you go there you just think well just let him die and then, then hit everyone and take out one or two or three of you with me and and it's all good we have some fun with it it's very cinematic and i sometimes wish more characters had stuff like this it's really fun to play with yeah absolutely okay so in his warband 
Am I am, am I right in guessing there'll be pajama elves? Oh yeah, yeah, so many pajamas. So we've got a wood elf warrior with throwing dagger first. So this one, if you notice, I don't actually like the the plastic ones that much. They're a little bit small. They're a little bit plain for me. So as you can see, I've really gone to town on the Merkwood Ranger kit and chopped it up and rearranged it and give swords and all kinds of fun things for it. So that's that's also I'm proud of that just for that visual look because that's a great kit. So I've got one with throwing daggers. I've got five with throwing daggers and the spear. You can see them. Some of them are holding it in both hands. Some of them have got them in one hand. Yeah, sure. And I've got... Very smart, very smart. Four of them, which honestly don't look like I've converted that much. They're with bow. So elf bows are fantastic. And then I've got one. See the one with the little, uh, the loot? That's a sentinel. Oh, oh yeah, very nice. Okay, so so looking, looking, you've got a fair few bows there. You've got... A fairly low defense at this point, but elven cloaks and bows and elves obviously all go together quite nicely. Can I hazard a guess at your last hero before you reveal? Oh, please do. Is it Rumil, the annoying um, roll, dice re-rolling character? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bit of an anticlimax. Well, who have you gone for then? I'm interested. Well, Rumil's very tempting in the rules, but unfortunately I just can't go over the fact that one of his arms is double the length of the other arm. So <laughs> he doesn't go in. I'm trying to look as good as possible. So I've gone for a Wood Elf Captain, oh, and okay. this Wood Elf Captain just has throwing daggers. Right, okay. That's interesting. Oh, that's that's an unusual one. And has he got any more guys with him, or is that is that it now? Oh, he's got some friends. Yes, he's got uh, four wood elves with throwing daggers and the wood elf spear. So similar to the other ones, he's got three with the elf bow and another sentinel. This one's got a harp instead. Right. Okay. That. So that. And is that everything, or have you got any extras? No, that's enough. I've got thirty models at six fifty with elves. Calm down, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Thirty models is is quite a lot for elves. And what would that be? Be uh, eight points of might. Is it? From what I can gather? Yeah, I've got... Uh, and six of that can be used as strike, and two of it can be used as march. So I've got a bit of tactical flexibility there. Yeah, that's really smart. Now, you, if you have a look at the mess- messages I've just sent you, uh, you'll be able to see my army. But I'll summarise. Everyone else at home knows what uh, what I've been playing with. But I have 65 hobbits um, and Gandalf. So, uh, well, 64 hobbits and Gandalf. Um so I've, I've maxed out as much as I possibly can, trying to do a, a Shire um, a Shire theme, which, which doesn't have the Hobbit heroes. So we've got Gandalf striking in a cart with everything, archers, sheriffs, whole foot, sheriffs, Boldo, seven archers, sheriffs, farmer maggot, militia, Will Whitfoot, the mayor of Hobbiton, the most delightful model, I think. I still haven't managed to paint him yet, but he's he's just going to be so beautiful when I do paint him. Mm, I can't wait. Mm. I can't wait for that. Uh, but of course, in in the tournament, everything's painted, so uh, he's it's all. He look, it's, he, you've done a really good job. He looks really glorious. I, I yeah, I, I really wish that you could see it all. It looks fantastic. And um, and then seven militia and archers with him, three archers with a, one with a horn, and Lobelia and some uh, more hobbits there. Four hobbits to round things off. So I've got sixty-five models. I've got, I think it was around 15 bows, something like that, and seven points of might, um, only three of which have strike. So, with that all in mind, um, I'm going to roll a dice now. So, you're the last person I'm playing in the tournament, so that means there's only one pool left from the match to play guide. So, I hope everyone's uh, listening along at home with their books on page nine. So, I'm going to roll the dice. We'll find out which scenario we're playing out of the manoeuvring scenarios. So, here we go. Yes. That's a four. That's a four. I, honest, honest. No, which I believe is, you. Re, which is recon. It's recon. So the object of the game is for me to send my 65 hobbits and get as many people o- over past your board edge as possible. And you have the same objective. Um, of course, seven points for tripling uh, the number of people escaping. 
two for killing the enemy leader or one for wounding, and three for breaking the enemy and being unbroken, one for just breaking the enemy. So with that in mind, Jeremy, how would you tackle my, well, basically double your number of models? So this one, I've got a disadvantage and an advantage. The, the big disadvantage is that you've got so many models. So if I just stand there, you're going to walk right past me and get plenty of models off. So I can't let that happen at all. That that can't happen. You're also, you've got a leader that's got blinding light and I've got heavy yeah, shooting. Yeah. But Gandalf can only be in one place in this mission. So you're in a bit of trouble. If you group up as little as a ball, I'm not worried at all. So I actually want you to do that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to come on and I'm going to move around in any direction I feel like. So I'll, I'll come on, I'll run forward, I'll run to the side, I'll run backwards, I'll run forwards. I'll look like I've got no clue what I'm doing. The, uh, eventually my models will be spreading out whilst my archers will be maximizing their 24-inch range, uh, which is better than I think anything you've got at the moment. You've got 18, don't you? Yeah, yeah. The Hobbit bows are only 18 inches, sadly. So what I'm going to do is try to wear down and try to force you into one area. Area. So I'm going to attack anyone that, that's sort of straying to the sides. I'm going to keep pressuring the sides. I'm going to send little elf squads of a couple elves with throwing daggers off to the sides. And I'm going to play avoidance. I'm not going to get in combat because hobbits are lethal in combat in these numbers. And with my defense three and my high fight value, who cares about it really? So I'm, I'm not going to get into combat when I, when I don't have to. I'm going to avoid it. I'm mm. going to dance. I'm going to attack anyone that comes at me. Hobbit. Uh, courage is pretty good so my sentinels aren't going to do a huge amount but they're going to still try as much as they can they're going to dance around in some terrain if there is any and and try to target it you've got a huge amount of heroes but not a huge amount of ones with banner effects at the moment so i really want to get rid of will whitfoot if i can yeah that makes sense okay so you're you're going to be targeting will with your banner uh, with your maybe even like i'd imagine with the sentinels and things like that to try and pull him out or maybe even pull some will out of his uh, his store and things like that to try and mm. uh, so i can yes. resist it but i mean like I, like you say that i've got the high courage i've also got the horn so i'm hoping that 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 won't be too common an occurrence if i'm honest i i'm i've always, i'm always already thinking I don't know whether I'm going to try too desperately to spread everything too thinly, although that's actually exactly what you almost wanted. I kind of want to engage you. And I'm thinking the the trick up my sleeve, although obviously I'm revealing it now, is probably the maggot maggot Mm. and his dogs. Um, Because I'm hoping here that if... If you're playing um, defensively and kind of scouting around here, there and everywhere, if I push forward, I've got a march, at least one march with either uh, Baldo or um, Holfer. I can't remember which, to be honest. And if I march as much as quickly as I can, get as 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 far forward as possible under the bubble of blinding light and just try and engage your big, the the biggest sort of block of troops that I can. Um, And then hide the the dogs in the back and keep them sort of uh, sneaking around the edges and then hope that I get enough momentum and kill enough guys that I've got something to slip through and then send them on through and hopefully hopefully I'll get those three or, or three dogs off in one go and then from there I'm I'm kind of hoping that that will mean you're then on the back foot. I know this is all uh, is tangential uh, and it's po- plausible but it's not it's not impossible for you to uh, to stop that from happening obviously but that's what I'm hoping. If I get Gandalf far enough forward with the blinding light up, with the dogs hiding underneath it, I might get an extra bit of a bubble of blinding light for these dogs that will just help them poke poke through the uh, the gap in the uh, in the the line of elves that I'm creating by smashing sixty five hobbits into one point. So that's that's my idea. I want to. S- Send it like a steamroller, like a ball of death, 
directly at the smallest or a, a gap of your mm-hmm. troops and hope that I crack through. Um, but like you say, you've got, what was it, 10 bows? Yes. So you're going to be taking out a, quite a few shots a turn and that four pluses to wound my poor hobbits. So yeah, there's, there's probably not going to be 65 hobbits when I hit you. Yeah, it, it's going to be a tricky one. That death ball is a solid idea, but what it does mean is you're not really guarding against my uh, guys going on the flanks. So that wood elf captain with the march is going to be a key player in this one. So if I see people gathering up their forces there, he immediately goes on flank duty and I'm confident that he and a couple friends can easily take out any dogs you have in the back. So he will he will basically make a run for it at the extreme ends of the board. And as a Hobbit player, it's, it's actually very hard to change direction once you've got a bit of momentum going. So I'm going to rely on that and hope that they can sneak through. And if I can get three models off the board, I'm very comfortable in just throwing the rest of my army forward and grinding it out and just saying, well, let's, let's fight until one of us breaks. And it's probably going to happen at some point because we're both very low defense. And we've got lots of dice we're rolling for combat, so things are going to die really quickly. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if you if you're slipping some guys around the back, it will be fairly easy to crack through. And and also, um, even with like with a high fight value, if you combine into a small enough gap in the, I mean, this this board looks it's not got much woodland terrain, but it looks like it's got good buildings on it. I, I'm thinking, I'm imagining buildings. So you know, mm. a couple of bottlenecks, it, anything like that could could easily uh, stop me getting getting all my 65 guys to bear at once. And and I suppose all you need to do is defend that line relatively easy with the fight value and the the higher defense models even perhaps but uh yeah i can can see that being tricky and i'm not sure what what my best option to do here with gandalf is because um obviously i've got a lot of points uh, almost a third of the army sunk into gandalf with his cart um but obviously he he can block gaps quite easily because he's got a big cart he's relatively tough to kill because he's got loads of fate and re-rollable fate and a high defense cart and things like that so he's not likely to go down by shooting or anything but I, he's certainly not a match for some of the heroes even Haldir um, will will probably make uh, a short work of him if he's uh, had a few turns of striking or you could perhaps throw a Haldir at me and then wear out all my might before um, Celeborn does the the main deed so I, I, what would you, what would you do here to counter the magical potential of, of Gandalf with his immobilizing your your hero heroes and and hopefully doing some nastiness like that well for start i've got to go at you with two heroes so Haldir and caliborn are both going to be doing work in combat uh, i'm not going to get them to do too much because i'm going to assume that you're going to be transfixing one of them every turn so yeah. I, i'm not going to be too aggressive with them they're going to have some guard of the gladrum court either side of them i'm not going to worry too much about pike formations because in this scenario i need to spread out and i need to be covering a lot of ground so i'm actually probably going to end up using my shielding on all my spears a lot more than than i would like like to normally because I just need to hold ground and make sure that I don't go down without a fight too quickly. So I need to be attacking, but it's actually going to be, I think, my elves that do a fair amount of the work. The heroes, I can't rely on them doing a huge amount. They're either going to get bogged down with Hobbit after Hobbit or Gandalf's going to neutralize one of them. So I'm actually not going to try the the flash kill on Gandalf immediately. If the opportunity opens up, I'll take it. But I have a feeling he's going to have a wall of hobbits around him. So what I'll do is, you you know my tactics here, but I'll try to, to make it look like I'm going after him. I'll make sure that you've got a nice wall of hobbits there. And that does two things. That slows him right down and also restricts your movement. So 
I, I, I like that. So threaten the hero, but I'm not actually really expecting myself to kill Gandalf unless it gets that bad for you where I've, I've killed two-thirds of your models and I have a good chance at, at, at breaking him out. Yeah, okay, that, that sounds smart. I mean, you've, you've given your tactic away now, of course, so obviously I'll, I'll find an, a perfect solution to counter it, but uh, that, that is true. I, I think actually what I've struggled throughout this podcast is, is working out exactly what I want to do with Gandalf because uh, having all of your eggs in one basket or one cart is, is, is a bit tricky because none of the other heroes are killers really they're all kind of support heroes I've got some traps that might be able to slow you down and annoy you a little bit um, but they're not they're, they're only going to snow, slow you down and annoy you that's, that's all, all realistically mm, yeah. going to do I might be able to kill, kill a pyjama uh, elf if I'm lucky but it's, it's an interesting one because I, I find I thought that Gandalf um, even when I wrote the list I thought oh yeah this is good I've got a big striking hero a fight five um, so it's actually something that the Hobbit's really need and even the magic but most of the armies that I've I've been uh, coming up against I've found that I'm not quite sure what I'd do with him to be honest and it, I do keep thinking maybe actually I'd be better off with just I don't know another 30 more hobbits and some naff troops and then I'd be have wave after wave of hobbits to send after people keep in mind you can still dismount him so what you can do to surprise someone like me is um, leave a gap that's big enough for an infantry model and then set up a trap and then send him in to, to go and help out. So sometimes you can catch people off guard that way. It's a big sacrifice because the cart keeps him alive with a shooting army. It gives him the knockdown. It gives him some, some good abilities and makes him faster. But sometimes you can afford to do that. So that's that's an option. But he's not a really a dedicated killer. Uh, the Sorcerer's no. Blast could annoy me a bit, especially if I'm playing like a little bit conservative and moving away from you. So I want to watch out for that. But then my theory is if you're doing that, I can set up a formation where you only hit one model at a time. It's not hitting my, my heroes probably. And if it is, they're probably not going to die to it. They'll just be bouncing back a little bit. So I've got to, got to think about how to do that. But I think what's really the game's going to come down to is how you decide to set up because you're the one that has the pile of models. And if you come as a death ball, it's pretty easy for me. I send some guys off on the sides to go and get reconnoitred and then I'll I'll just envelop you and I'll just try to, to gather you in a circle as much as possible and then just let us both die. And, and I would back that I could die before you even had a chance to get models off the board. And at that point, the game's probably going to be either a draw or advantage me because I've got a few models off. If you spread out, entirely i'm actually a little bit scared here so at this point i need to probably go fast move forward and then if the opportunity arises call some heroic combats and dart through your lines as much as i can or i have to just hold back at a safe uh, distance and just pepper you with shots and and target things but that's really difficult because you've got some lethal archery with your yeah, your archers, but also your throw stones. If, if I make a mistake and end up with within eight inches of you with the throw stones with my defense three guys, I'm just going to lose a whole warband. Yeah, that's that, that was one of the things I was going to say. We haven't mentioned the throw stones. I think that could potentially be quite deadly against your elves. Mm. But um, I, the, the one thing we mentioned about the deployment, of course, this is a reinforcements one. So we're rolling on a chart for everyone to come on slowly. So and I've got uh, six warbands um, and... I've definitely had it before where I've had warbands that fail to turn up after, you know, two or three rolls just because of just rotten luck. And I can imagine things like if, say, for example, Holefoot, uh, who buffs the sheriff so well, or or Boldo with his uh, with his march, if it's that way around, um, if they if they get stuck behind a couple of turns, then that could really hamper me. But it also might accidentally work in my favour because I mentioned already that I think 
although you've already told me that a ball of death is probably a bad idea, I think my natural instinct would be to go forward with a ball of death. But if I was to split things up a little, it might mean that I'd maybe go for a plan B where I might have a few more hobbits in the back ranks slowly waddling forward or protecting things. But um, yeah, I, that's that. The the kind of the look of the scenario might end up making me think hmm, I'm unlucky here because I've got two warbands that are still yet to come on. But actually, because they're a, a reinforcement warband, I might unintentionally, unwittingly um, give myself a, a bit of a get out of jail if you surround my ball of death and um, then have nowhere to move into another line of hobbits and get trapped between this line of reinforcements arriving. Yeah, slowly. I think what it's gonna, what I'm really scared of you doing, and I, I hope you don't do this. So don't 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 plan to do this. But if you end up going with Gandalf and the 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 dogs and maybe a couple of hobbits as a bit of a hit squad, they move significantly faster. So if everything's just crawling forward at a good speed, uh, you, you're casting a blinding light. You're annoying me. You're keeping the dogs safe. But that blinding light is really just for the dogs. It's not for your 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 hobbits. And then you you open up a spot. You use your magic to do a a nice compel somewhere and just break the dogs and Gandalf through. And if they can get off the board, one, you're protecting Gandalf and two, you're on the board for the the high points. So you, you really in reconnoiter, you want to get some models off so you can double your opponent or triple your opponent or, or get infinitely more models off than your opponent. So you can get into that like seven points, five points, three point level instead of just getting the grinds for the, for the break and leader kill. So I, I would, uh, that's what will worry about me because the, the dogs are the things that, um, I, they're, they're priority target number one. If I get a shot of the dog, I'm taking it. Like, I'm spending might to kill a dog because they are the ones that will get off the board for you and get you the victory points. Yeah, I mean, that was actually what I was going to say next was to just heroic combat with Gandalf. So, you know, you almost took the uh, the strategy out of my mouth there. But mm. <laughs> yeah, but no, you, you're quite right, though, with the and with heroes like Haldir and, and even just, you, I think you said the elf captain didn't have a bow, but he does have throwing weapons, didn't you? So, so yes. but with Haldir with two shots and three points of might, uh, that's there's a good chance you're going to crack through and get either uh, Will Whitfoot or the, the dogs relatively easy. And once I've, if I lose Will, um, at, you know, I lose the banner and that's going to be a, a big loss and like you said the dogs are pretty uh, essential for this kind of scenario so um, if if I'm honest um, if I analyse this you know I've won every single game so far <laughs> come to this last one but I think at, at top table the top end of the tournament I think you just described it in a way that makes me feel like I'm just uh, I'm onto the complete wrong strategies and would have uh, started in the wrong way. So I reckon you're going to at least double me in terms of numbers of model off the board and probably uh, break me. Um, so I reckon I reckon it's going to be at least six nil to you. What do you think? I I'm backing my chances of not letting you get a single model off the board. So I think it's going to come down to whether you can stop me getting off the board, and and that's going to be going to be the the answer. If you let me have a free run to the board, I'm pretty happy with a like something like a seven to six or a seven to, to three, or uh, I think that's how the, the points lay out. Yeah. Cause I can imagine, I can imagine getting broken, but also having models off the board. So I could see, I could mm. easily see that seven to three where I've snuck some models off the board using my marching and my throwing weapon elves and just, just gone there. But I've ended up losing my entire force uh, bar Caliborn and, and the game ending pretty quickly because the problem with the hobbits as well is you don't have a lot of non-lethal strikes. So I can, put myself in bad positions where I'm going to lose and I'm going to end up 
like the models are were gonna die as well. So that there's a little bit less control over that than I have, for example, with all my spears. Well, actually, uh, my sheriffs they have non-lethal strikes. They have the stun, don't they? They can just uh, that's true. Knock you yeah. out. So I've and I've I've maxed out on sheriffs as much as I possibly mm, can. So I've have. got eighteen, twenty-three, uh, twenty-six oh, wow, yeah. sheriffs. Twenty-six sheriffs. So um, I, I, maybe I. But even so, like you say, it's it's just a matter of uh, of of being able to drag it out and also get the guys off the table. If I'm not. I've, I feel like I'd get relatively bogged down in the centre if I if I went with what honestly would be what my natural instinct to do would be. So I think I would be scared of spreading out on a line for fear of um, you know being too spread too thinly with with such weak models. Um, so I, I think my instincts by by your by your description would probably be wrong in this instant, and that's often the case if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, either way, Jeremy, that is a really great thought experiment to, to come up with some stuff and actually to hear some Lothlorien stuff because I know um, Lothlorien is one of those armies that's, I think, perhaps underused, maybe maybe a little underrated, especially probably because it doesn't have a, a legendary legion which gives it loads of extra buffs. People are perhaps thinking, well, I'll maybe I'll wait until there's some Lothlorien legion that comes out at some point. But uh, it sounds, by, by the fact you've brought it to or, uh, this tournament and are doing so well with it, uh, that you kind of rate Lothlorien. Is that right? Or? Oh, I really do rate it. And one thing we haven't really mentioned is my army bonus, which I, I honestly don't really design the armies around the army bonus. There are, they are, I just consider them that. They're a bonus. Is a resistant to magic. So what it oh, means yeah, is... Um, it's especially going to be good when you try to do it like a cheeky sorceress blast or something on lone elves. I'm going to have ability to stop that. And it might mean that your Gandalf might end up spending more will than he would normally like to do. And then I can come back at you with my own spell. So I've got a an immobilize on Gandalf could be particularly nasty because you need to be doing stuff with him each turn. So having him locked in place is going to be really tough in a in a movement scenario. So that, that army bonus helps. But the main thing I've got is I've got the, the incredibly high fight though that elves have. So if I concentrate my attacks, I get the banner in there, I get some pikes in there, some spears into a combat, some heroes. I'm pretty much going to win the vast majority of my combats. So when I want to, when I'm in my proper formation, like if I'm in a bottleneck, for example, I'm going to win most of the fights. It's going to be really hard to, to, to cut through me. When you do, you, you'll do some damage because the defense is low. But what it means is I've also got that throwing spears. So I get to choose when the combat start. So if I don't like the look of it, I just retreat or I just go to the side, or I just move around, and I'm faster than the majority of force, so I'm, I'm very comfortable doing that, putting myself out for a turn, waiting for an opportunity, then coming back in. So I, I, do, I do rate the Lothorian list. I think it's probably one of the more challenging armies to play because it, you have to play against your instincts. It's, it's an elf army. You have to be really conservative. You cannot fight a fight that you're not going to win. Yeah, and, and I suppose in, in this instance, it's actually probably a pretty good matchup for, for you. A, you've got the fight value, but obviously uh, most people have the fight value against hobbits, but you, you not often are elves fighting against something where they're wounding on fours, and that's a that's a big deal for, for elves. And also, like you say, the, the even the throwing daggers, uh, you're well out of range of, uh, of my movement, so you can have that throw um, and move back a couple of inches and keep and stay out of my, uh, out of my charge range. Well, I suppose I can throw 
stones back at you, but I feel like you might win that war if I've if you've got throwing daggers wounding me on fours and I'm wounding you on what fives is it or something like that. And um, but that's that's interesting though. The 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 one thing I I did think um, that I hadn't uh, mentioned about your army is you you didn't include any cavalry. Is there any particular reason why? Yeah, because I think with the elves you have to really have a role for everything of what you're doing. And mine is clearly that avoidance infantry army. The cavalry can end up being a bit of a point sink because most of the, most of your opponents end up having a way to deal with one or two of them so they are very handy for, for preventing cavalry charges so like if Gandalf comes in I could bring a cavalry model in and take out your, your charge bonus I can use them to, to move around but I've gone for that that really um, infantry uh, wood theme so in this scenario it doesn't really work for me but in most scenarios my first point of call is to run almost my whole army into terrain so just get into terrain. If there's anything where I don't have to move, the whole army's going in and the horses can sometimes spoil that because they're not getting the, the full effect there. Uh, in lieu of the horses, I've gone for that marching captain just to, to make sure I've got some extra speed. But it does limit me a little bit, but I've just gone heavy on the infantry. And it, I think it's an effective way of playing because a lot of people don't, they're not used to an army where, if can you imagine like the the matadors where I'm holding up a, a red ribbon a flag? That that's my army. <laughs> yeah. I'm the red flag. I'm trying to get someone to run at me, and then I just disappear. So that's the that's the whole aim. I'm waiting to do that, and I just keep doing that until the bull's tired itself out, and then I just jump on and, and choose the fights when I want it to happen. So it, it's it's got a very specific play style, and it does help to to keep playing with the the same movement speed. It keeps my head in the game, but it also means I have to play super fast because I'm going for a many turn game. I want the game to go for as long as possible. Fantastic. Now uh, a couple more things. Um, one about the um my army list. So I, obviously I've been playing through this tournament. I've done exceptionally well in every single game. Uh, and then you've torn it torn it apart in the 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 last moment. So <laughs> what, what what's what what do you think I could do to improve the list? Is it completely flawed? Um, what what could I change to make it uh, that little bit more potentially competitive? <laughs> no, I, I think your army list is really good. You've got you've got the key elements that you really need for a Hobbit army, and that's one, it's numbers. You've got your Warhorn equipment. You've got at least one banner effect with Will Whitfoot. It would be nice to get others, but your theme doesn't allow that, which is fine. You you've got. Gandalf can deal with anything in the game. So he's a very useful model to take in the Hobbit list. You've got lots of threat from missile fire. So I actually really like how it's done. You've you've loaded up with sheriffs. You really like the sheriff models and they're they're the killers in the list. They are good. I do love I and actually I do have quite I, I probably don't have quite this many in, in actual life, but for this tournament I've managed to borrow a few and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think I've got, I'm getting somewhere to around 18, 20 uh, sheriffs. So yeah, I I think they are ace and um, I just like the little hats the feathers the feathers are just really cute <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i said on our shire episode when we talked all about them at length oh yeah well it's a sh- it's the, the the feather that of course does the does the work it's that's what gives them a fight value so you know it's ace yes and um, but yeah uh, and actually it's funny because i I've, this this has been a long burning um uh, podcast uh, that i've, I've interviewed people over a number of weeks so i think i'd only just finished the shire episode um halfway through the recording of some of these sessions so it's it's made me uh, think of some different ways around doing it but either way uh, it's been a pleasure having you on and and i suppose uh, like i say the first time that you've been on this podcast uh, we did manage to talk to uh, to to matt and kylie when they came over to ardicon but i'm intrigued uh, i guess you're you're a big tournament player in melbourne but is there a plan for you to ever come to over to ardicon and and you know Put your money where your mouth is, as it were. <laughs> um, oh, th- that's a tough one. Look, I, I, it's a huge expense because yeah. to to just uh, 
well, one one the travel expenses are massive anyway, so it's going to cost cost thousands of dollars to, yeah. to fly over there. I'll probably have to incorporate it, incorporate it into a family holiday of some kind. And the timing of it is really tricky because it's right in the busy season for for the year. So for us, so Articon is going to be a challenge, but it's not impossible. Some of the other events are probably more likely. I can imagine in say our summer, your winter, finding some events and and doing a bit of a bit travel that way uh, that could work so there and going around Europe perhaps as well so I'd love to head over there again I've been over to to England once so I'll definitely come back and I'll definitely bring my models if I do next time uh, so hopefully 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 I yes I play a lot of tournaments but I'm not that interested in in sort of getting prizes or anything like that so i'll take it i I enjoy the challenge of each game i enjoy preparing an army and and that stuff and i'll every game i'll try my best to win but i'm not too fast i'm not going to do the the kylie of train for six months and (laughs) play the same army over and over again to to hone a skill that's fair enough that's fair enough it's interesting because uh you know you mentioned coming over the winter you never know i i've 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 got it on the horizon in October next year, I've, I'm, we're try, I'm trying to build up my my imps tournament to be a bit bigger. So maybe maybe October would be better suited to you. I don't know, but either way, uh, uh, Jeremy, it, it'd be it'd be brilliant to have you uh, see over here and see you in person. Although I suppose it's uh, incumbent on me, I suppose, to offer the same and go over to Australia at some point. And I'd love to come uh, and visit and uh, play in Arda Unleashed or something like that uh, over in Australia. So, uh, or uh, what's the other one that you do the the, the big one the, the that uh, you talk about? on the green dragon quite uh, there's there's masters and all the other competitive ones but the ones that we really like is the silmarilli and that's that's the one uh, yeah it's a brilliant it's it's not it's not your full competitive one it's it's not the articon let's let's show the best in the world it's it's sort of a loose team event but it's a community event and it's just got something for everyone so that's the one that's worth coming over to but yeah if people want to come over from from anywhere in the the world definitely head head us up because it's going to be good obviously this time of the year is not great with uh with what's going on in the world but it's going to clear up at some point and and we'll definitely open our doors for that and and we'd love for some people to travel i know the australians have been very good at traveling overseas so it'd be nice for some of the the people who from other countries to, to come and visit us. I think it would be it'd be brilliant to head over there at some point to to meet you in the flesh, roll some dice, play some scenarios, and also meet Zorpa Zorp uh, Gaming. I've I've been desperate to meet Lockie and and also to find out uh, who the rest of the guys behind the scene that he always talks about. He's always saying us guys at Zorpa Zorp. So I'm really keen to know who who's behind the camera because they must be doing a lot of work for very little recognition. There's, there's actually a few of them, believe it or not, and and they are <laughs> they are the true champions. The amount of time he puts into his recording sessions and they'll just volunteer and, and go along and, and be in the background. You can see them in the videos. You see his crew and they do a lot of hard work for, for Lockie. Lockie. Lockie gets all the credit and all the FaceTime, but there's always some people behind the scenes that help out. I'm no doubt about it. Either way, uh, Jeremy, thank you very much for appearing here on Entmoot for the very first time. Hopefully we can get you back on another time. And I suppose it, it'd be it'd be wrong to not finish this tiny segment of, our, of the podcast with your catchphrase, which is, of course... Traps win games. Yes, indeed, they do win games. Uh, and even though my 65 Hobbits may have struggled in that scenario, I feel like I feel like maybe in a different world, uh, in a different scenario, maybe I'd have the better of Jeremy from the Green Dragon there uh, with my 65 Hobbits and his 30 bows, uh, his 30 elves. But it wasn't to be, was it? So that... that that t- podium of the tournament stays forever out of my grasp but um, but anyway it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to everyone on the podcast again um, uh, some returning like Joe and uh, and Jono and, and, and some others that uh, have, are new to this one like Jeremy and Michael but either way and Dan and um, 
Uh, who am I missing? I think Reiner. I, I didn't mention Reiner. Either way, thank you very much to all uh, six of you for coming on to the podcast. It's it's taken a little longer this one to produce than previous ones. Uh, lots of time has passed between the first interview and the last. But either way, it's uh, it's been great fun. And hopefully you uh, get something out of this listening to this now. Uh, it's a very long podcast, and largely because the conversations just felt like they, they I didn't really need to trim them a lot. It was nice to have a chat with the people, and hopefully you get uh, something out of the 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 tangential discussions about um about hobbits against various different armies so it's a it's been a pleasure to put them together so that's that's the the prancing patron once more um so looking ahead to the future um i'm sure you're hoping for more podcasts if you're listening to this one as as soon as it comes out then uh, i'm gonna have to disappoint you in some ways because tournaments uh, are still a a no-go for a while so uh, sadly that's uh, that's not gonna happen for a while so uh, there will be other podcasts though i will be making more podcasts i've got uh, some a couple of podcasts ready to go and they'll be sort of spread out throughout the autumn as well um well ideas I should say they're not actually recorded or anything but there's some things that I'm going to do and hopefully um, this kind of format the Prancing Patrons with a special guest hopefully will come back again uh, not too uh, too far away but I'd, I, what I loved about this was that um, I don't usually get a chance to talk to say for example Jeremy from uh, who's all the way over in Australia or, or Reiner from Finland or, or Joe from New Jersey in America so calling basically calling out for um people who listen to this in other parts of the world in fact uh, I, I did get an email from matteo in uh, italy in this message maybe maybe you're uh, up for doing the prancing patron uh, you don't have to be a patron subscriber um I would quite like to uh, to showcase people who support me, um, but I know the the people who I've spoken to on the Patreon are, are you know quite happy to support regardless of whether uh, whether they're involved in the podcast. So it'd be lovely to hear from lots of different voices, lots of different accents, lots of different um, ideas as well. It's it's a little different, isn't it? Um, hearing the, the outsider's perspective of the game, and and this is uh, you know whether it's uh, it's Joe who's an absolute beginner or Jeremy uh, who's a who's a, a tactician, a supreme tactician. It'd be great to hear from different voices and different opinions about games and army lists and strategies and also just your community and your your hobby life. So um, thank you very much to all of you. But yeah, get in touch. Drop in a message. If you want to be in the podcast, get in touch and you, maybe I'll get you in the next one. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. And of course, while you're doing that, why not have a guess at the Riddle in the Dark from earlier in the episode? Um, I mentioned last episode, there's a very exciting thing on the horizon. That is still the case. Um, if you're listening to this fresh uh, out of out of the gate, basically uh, in early October, then you uh, you might you might uh, uh, just be earlier than the the big exciting thing that I'm doing uh, that should be released very soon on the YouTube channel. Uh, head over to Battle Games in Middle Earth uh, on YouTube, not Battle Streams of Middle Earth. That's uh, that's uh, Damien and, and and Steve. That's their their streaming thing. But Battle Games in Middle Earth. Search for that on YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button and you'll get the new uh, the new content. That's I'm I'm promising you is going to be great. Um, it's just I've been ill for a couple of weeks, which is why this podcast has taken uh, so long to do. Uh, not the uh, the dreaded CV, um, but uh, just a, a, a you know plain old normal sort of wintry flu thing. So that's that's annoying. But anyway, so that's why things are taking longer. And um, so the editing of that is behind schedule. Uh, everything is all back on track this week hopefully uh, soon soon maybe even the weekend after this is released maybe even uh, you know by then or, or certainly early next week after this is released so looking mid-october if you're after mid-october check out battle games in middle earth middle earth on youtube and you should be able to find out what i'm talking about and of course i mentioned that that was podcast so very exciting 
Lots of stuff going on in the world. Sadly, little in the way of tournaments, but they will return. And in the meantime, there's still plenty of hobbying to do. I've been painting. I've been painting lots of cool stuff. I've got some Rohan on the go. I've got some Easterlings on the go. I've painted a Keeper of the Dungeons recently for random reasons. Uh, so loads of things. And of course, uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast with Michael about Quest of the Ringbearer. There's lots of cool stuff there, isn't there? So hopefully, I- I'd love to do some um, scenario content. So maybe that's that's uh, something that should uh, should come up because there are so many scenarios I'd love to do but just the way I, I've operated my hobby has has always been um, restricted in terms of continuity it's random snatches of weekends are, are probably the best way of doing it because my midweek is all all over the place so and um, anyway enough rabbiting on because i think this is pushing uh, a green dragon length episode or even uh, or even a battle streams in middle earth length uh, uh, podcast so uh, god heaven forbid it should be uh, so many hours long but uh, i can't compete with uh, Stephen damien's meanderings into the night if you haven't listened or watched them live uh, do check out uh, Battle Streams in the Middle Earth, they're great. And, and a big shout out to all the various different people putting on stuff. Things that I've been listening to recently. Into the West, new podcast, that's great. Uh, uh, the That's 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 really cool. Uh, out of the Frying Pan, of course. Uh, uh, hello to you, Stu and Dan and, uh, and, and everyone at the Frying Pan. Uh, all the special guests that you include as well. Um, uh, so lots to going on there, of course. Zorpa's Up Gaming, uh, uh, Stalwart, we mentioned him uh, uh, there just with Jeremy there and and of course the Green Dragon um, but also so, like, some lovely new ones an unexpected podcast I believe there's actually two unexpected podcasts now uh, there's one uh, which is the DCHL the the, um, the the DC District Columbia Hobbit Leagues podcast with Devon and uh, Renier and Mick and Matt and I'm sorry I don't know all of your names because I've just started listening um, but either way uh, they're really cool and the, the duo that they do on the podcast is basically what is has happened in this one um except they are far better at <laughs> doing it um and so i apologize for shamelessly ripping it off even though it was an accidental rip off because i hadn't watched any of your videos or listened to your podcast uh, until after i'd started this so anyway uh, lots of people to shout out and and loads of great content creators drop me a message if you uh, know of things i should be checking out or if you have a podcast or a, a blog or anything um that you should uh, you want to mention because it's always cool to give people a shout out and i, I actually like quite really like quite like blogs so if, if people ha- know of loads of middle earth blogs that i could be reading um find some good ones my way i'd love to read them and i'd give them a shout as well uh, anyway so uh, enough rambling thank you very much for listening to another episode of ent moot i will return for episode 29 Boo-ha-rum. Boo-ha-rum.